0: Hey everybody! This episode is brought to you by my friend uh, Dean doing his deluxe detail. So you can find him on Facebook at D L U X D T A I L. So Dean's been running this business for I don't know a year or two now. He's been doing this kind of out of his house, but he offers some great interior and exterior packages to get your uh, get your whip looking real nice. Yeah, he. Did my wife's interior of the Acadia, her Acadia and the outside, too, but the interior was a wreck with our two kids because they're insane and six and eight years old, and they're throwing stuff all over it. So he kind of brought it back to life. The back looks great now, uh, even after the two uh, animals had ruined everything back there. But uh, yeah, the, this episode of the show, um, before we get into it, I'd like you to go to iTunes and if you could, just you know if you have time, if you can hit a couple buttons for me on the podcast app or on iTunes uh, and just leave a five star review if you're into it. Um, I mean, you don't have to leave a five star, I guess if you can base it on the content what you think. But the reviews really help bump the podcast up and like iTunes ratings and things and it'll give people more of a chance to hear it and spread the word. So this time I went out to Lake Zurich, um, not to Lake Zurich Brewing, which I've done a couple times with my boy, Jake. And we did our beer collab, which is, uh, you know, hit the market last month. But this is with Roaring Table. Somebody, uh, Jake over at Jake Edwards over at Lake Zurich Brewing, suggested to me Roaring Table Brewing. Uh, still in Lake Zurich in this cool little shopping plaza. It's right next to like a Petco. But uh, it's a really, really awesome place. Uh, we talk a lot about the space uh, that they reside in once you're inside there and the, the transformation from walking through the parking lot and then walking through their doors. Uh, we covered a lot of that in the podcast, but I cannot say enough about how beautiful the place is, how great uh, Lane and Beth were. Uh, they're a married couple that's running this business. They've been around for a couple of years now and they're doing some awesome things. They keep some classic styles and things, but they're really getting into this. Uh, they have a fruit shop series and I can Cannot speak enough to how much that blew me away when I drank the. There had a blackberry version of their fruit shop series, and it's a a fruited goza. So I mean, you get your your coriander and your salt, and you you know your, your basic goza things. But uh, like we all seem to like nowadays, big old additions of just fresh fruit turn this thing into like a smoothie. And they even gave me the option to throw a little whipped cream on the top, and it's a great Instagram look. I'm not sure if it brings a whole bunch to the drink itself, but the, the, the beer is so incredible as it is, it doesn't matter. And you can even stop in there and get crawlers of it. Uh, the New England style IPAs they're doing have been great. I, I tried a triple dry hopped one that they, they did, and it was awesome. Uh, their Pilsner is top notch. They're definitely somebody I had not heard of going in, and I just, I, I'm just so glad I got to get out there. And thank Jake for putting me onto them. So here you go Roaring Table. All right. And now we're actually so all that, all the good conversation yeah, that we just went it's through. It's all over. Lost to the ether. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm seriously I'm happy to be here. I thank you guys for, for taking, you know, I'm sure Monday's a, I think Lane said Monday's cleaning day or something. It but is. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure you have other shit to do than sit down and talk to a guy on a, with microphones in your face. So, uh, tell them who you are and where we're at and we can get rolling. So I'm Lane and we're at
1: Roaring Table, which is uh, a brewery that I co-own with my wife, Beth, who's here with us as well.
2: Hi. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we're getting out <laughs>
3: yeah. of that. And that's
1: it. You can
0: go. <laughs> oh, you can go now. That's like I'm done. Lane's talking for the rest <laughs> of the time. So, yeah, co owners and proprietors and, and brewer, I'm, I guess, too, huh? Yes. Lane? Yeah. Yep. Now Beth, are you getting up on the brew deck too? Or are you in there? Are you into the, the no? Whole I just scene? I
2: sit behind the scenes and and pull the cords occasionally. Design <laughs> graphics <laughs> and whatnot. No, I, I try <laughs> to I try to give instruction on brewing, which Lane absolutely loves. Um, but yeah, I don't Instagram, know what I'm talking about. Instagram Instagram
1: <laughs> direction for uh, the brewer. Yeah, exactly. Wait, wait. Explain that. Instagram I send a bre- lot of
2: like, I, I'll look through, you know, we, uh, our Instagram account, we follow tons of breweries that we admire and I'll see something that I think is interesting. And maybe several times a day, I'll send Lane screen grabs of different beers that he should think about so, making. Yeah, just add that, <laughs> add that
1: to my list, right? Yeah. Something hey, you that you I You should have. brew one of these. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I don't even know what have that is. Have you ever heard of this hop? Yeah, you know? no. And I can't get it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Leave yeah. me alone. You
0: got to know somebody <laughs> that knows some people. Yeah. to Get yeah. some of those hops. Like what's the, what's the hop that's evading you that you're trying that you're looking for?
1: Well, you know, the the, the classic one is Galaxy, Galaxy, but I I don't even I really don't care about Galaxy. I, I've how I dare you? I know <laughs> I know I'm a contrarian that way. I don't I just don't think it's
2: uh, it's not worth the price. It's not
1: worth the, it's not worth the whole rigmarole for it. They
0: say the juice ain't worth the squeeze.
1: Yeah. So, but uh, Citra's getting hard to get now, too. What? Why? Yeah. It's
2: like actually sold out or in, it's uh, it was more expensive. It's on doubled,
1: Lu- It's doubled yeah. in price since I started buying it a what couple years ago. What the hell? So, Are you
0: serious? Citra's uh, in like everything, I feel
1: like. It no. really well, it kinda well, it is. It kind of is. So that's something that, although I did just get 33 pounds from Greg, so that'll help a little bit. Whoever
0: Greg is, he's a saintly man.
1: Yeah, he's my old boss. I worked at Mickey Finn's for a long time. He still works, he's the guy, the head guy there, and so he had a contract for some, and he says he doesn't really use it, because he's, he's just not, he's, okay. he's not uh, worried about Citra.
0: We'll take it. So, yep. We'll take it over at the yeah. morning Thanks, table. Yeah. Uh, first impression, the the visual spot that you guys, that you walk into these doors is awesome. Man, really. And I know we just talked a bunch about it before we started recording, but, uh, you know, where where did you come up with the... The kind of atmosphere and the feel. I mean, I don't. I know there's not people. Are you in ready here. for We're a closed. very long story? Hell yeah! Okay. That's the whole point of this podcast. <laughs> uh, this is your story. She I she announces and then points yeah. at length.
1: No, you, you can do this one.
2: <laughs> we um, started thinking about opening a brewery in, I believe it was the summer of 2015. So four years ago. And we sort of envisioned some beautiful space, um, not unlike Mickey Finn's in Libertyville, where Lane used to work, which is, has beautiful, vaulted bow truss ceilings. It's a, you know, probably a hundred-year-old building. And, you know, we had this idea of, of you know, finding we we say like a chalet or something on the side of a mountain. You know, in somewhere the, in, 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 in the suburbs or, of or a petco, yeah, side yeah of the petco. exactly right, exactly
1: <laughs> same thing. It, it didn't quite work out. Yeah, the way so we we,
2: planned. we started looking at that point, um, and you know, talking uh, to each other and like looking at finances and stuff. And it literally took us two years to find this space in uh, a strip mall in Lake Zurich. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Went from vaulted ceilings. Exactly,
2: exactly. <laughs> a commercial real estate is not easy to come by especially in the suburbs and commercial real estate that's kind of has gorgeous bones isn't easy to that was a by. real
1: that was a real education we met with a bunch of different uh villages and uh you, you like that that theater we looked at yeah in we Saint had Charles. this beautiful place in gorgeous Charles there was this, we there was a theater? tree there was a tree growing in the middle of this this what? theater it was a vaudeville theater from the early 1900s and to just to get the plumbing and stuff we needed in there would have been a million dollars.
3: Oh,
0: my God.
1: So, but, yeah. it, but we wanted it. I mean, it was so beautiful. Well, we the, couldn't have even and, received any
2: deliveries. No,
1: there was no place to receive anything. <laughs> and, <laughs> it, and the, and the, uh, the, the roof leaked.
2: Yeah. Like, we were there a in a rainstorm, and, like, water was just, just pouring, pouring down the walls. Significant. But yeah. <laughs> it was so cool. It was yeah. so cool. It was very cool. And there's and no chance it yeah. will ever be a brewery in there. No, no. And it was 25, you know, 30 minutes on a good day from our house, which we thought was not really... Totally sustainable. So, you know, we we had, long story short, we had found a, a space that we really liked in downtown Lake Zurich, which is kind of a, a shell right now of a, of a it used to be a little bit of a little sleepy downtown, and it's sort of become a little bit of a no man's land, unfortunately. And it was a landlord who was just a single individual, and he wasn't really game to... Put in the you know the back end stuff that like our landlord here was was willing to do like, like the it, vanilla box.
1: Like if we wanted heat, we had to buy our own HVAC system. If you wanted to use a restroom, you had to install your own restroom. It was truly an well, empty empty. Yeah, box. it was I just just just, you say
0: vanilla box. What
1: is
2: so a vanilla box that? means like providing basic plumbing, basic electrical. Um,
1: so that I, you can use the place when you yeah. when you sign the lease. So it's
2: basically like. Um, a vanilla box is, is just providing you the bones. Okay. Um, meaning learned something. Yeah. I mean, and I, and like, that's like a term that they used in commercial real estate. And so the space in downtown Lake Zurich, while it was quaint and, and had a lot of great potential, it was cinder block walls and that was it. And then had some significant, we found out later, like stuff that was just not, you know, that we didn't even anticipate. So we actually think that Despite the fact that we're in a like a little tiny corner of a strip mall, and this used to be a Tuesday morning, which is you oh know, for people who my you know. mom's favorite store exactly. Ever. She's very <laughs>
0: upset they took most of them out of the Illinois yeah. area.
2: Yeah, um, th- so we that fell through. We had sort of spent like four months, you know, working with that individual who owned that space, and that fell through, and we. You know, we were offered to look at this space and immediately we both said, like, oh, no, we're not going to look in a strip mall. <laughs> it's, um. it's
1: drop ceilings and, and bad carpeting. And, you know, it's You're
0: like, oh, hell no. It's just
1: it's very hard to, to squint your eyes and see what it ultimately became. But yeah. But we realize also that at some point th- this is what. When you live in the land of strip malls, this is the kind of thing you're probably going to end up at.
3: And
2: yeah, I think once we were, once we, you know, we have this huge, for people who haven't been here, we have a huge bank of windows that faces into a courtyard that is not a parking lot, which is which is great. Um, and I think that once we were able to see the natural light and, this, and the convenience of, you know, being able to pull a semi into the back, you know, much like a lot of these breweries that are in industrial parks, like there's, it, they're not necessarily... They're not quaint spaces, but there's convenience associated with them. And so we found that if we were able to make the inside a bit of a depart, like a huge departure from when you walk in the door, that you're able to kind of create a space that is unique to, to breweries and then especially unique to you know being next to a petco and then like <laughs> definitely not being next to a petco once you're inside
0: yeah or if you forget your charger uh you're <laughs> an hour and a half away from your house and you need a target there's one yeah you can right through exactly. this goddamn parking
1: lot well, and that's go a, get a charger and that's really the thing that we have to come to enjoy is that the convenience is really a nice thing to have especially in the suburbs we have uh we have 1500 parking spaces out front that's it you know right so that's not an issue we've got the
0: occupancy in here let's challenge right
1: exactly so uh i think that that making it easy for people is never a bad thing and 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 it that went for us as well because it you know it has 480 volt electrical service it has stuff that that we could use right away uh, our landlord put in trench trains for me, so oh, that is nice. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. that so was like one of the first huge. things they
2: said. Like we were walking through the space, and and he's like, "I'll do the trench trains." They've got a
1: construction wow. crew, and he's like, "We'll
0: just we'll just throw
1: those in there." I'm like, "Okay." Now all of a sudden, I like this place a lot yeah, better. It's yeah. like,
0: oh, no more squeegee. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, no, yeah. Yeah, be oh, some, we still not squeegee. Not as, not as. Uh, I don't
1: have slope floors, so I I, I, I wanted to make sure that. that I stayed real with that. That's true. So you
0: don't want it to be spoiled. Yeah,
1: but
2: I mean the. You know, the landlord was really instrumental in, in kind of helping us bring this all. His crew was just amazing. I mean, they brought in, they did all the rigging for us on all the tanks. And
1: and they built the place, too. Yeah, they built the place. I mean, the they were place. our contractors as well. But tell them about the, the point I think that we always try to make is that, the, the, the stories that we like the best is when somebody comes in and says, oh, I didn't expect it to be like this. We we She spent a lot of time trying to make sure that that would be the experience, right?
0: And, and before you get th- going on that thread, like what you were saying, uh, I, my, I was getting that picture of like uh, like Mario Brothers when you like warp through a tube. You're in like this big grassy bright area and then you go yeah. through a tube and then you're in like this whole other area. Like that's what it's like when you come in that. you're like, okay, strip mall. I know this. I know what strip malls look like. I know what's got on the other side of that door. And you go through the door and you're like just... You're in a completely different world
2: yeah so that was sort of you know i think that was the one way we decided that we could do the strip mall thing is like the goal was to completely transport you into a space that could be in the city that could compete with somewhere in in logan square and so you know we also felt uh, you know we said this before we we started talking um live but I obviously have, have a husband who's really into beer. I'm into beer as well, but probably not quite as, as much as he is. And we would go to a lot of different breweries, and I would see a lot of similarities. And, and I would see a lot of, um, and a, again, I'm a graphic designer. and We didn't get to that on here. So, And, and mm-hmm. I did study interior design in college as well. So I, I have sort of, uh, I'm very interested in, in, in design what I was noticing over and over and over again was a lot of the same things like exposed, exposed wood, uh, reclaimed wood, Edison light burnt bulbs. Burnt wood. Yeah, burnt wood, um, <laughs> corru- wood. corrugated metal. Yeah. And th- I don't think that there's anything wrong with those things. I just was wanted something different than that. And so we looked at spaces, you know, places that I really loved that I think, you know, it's a great experience, Moody Tongue in Chicago. Is a beautiful tap room, and you know, that was kind of a high watermark for us. It's like, can we create a space that's as cool as that? And uh, you know, ours is completely different than that, but it was like we wanted an elevated experience. We sort of think that your perception of beer and when you're drinking beer changes based on where you're at. So, you know, you might be somewhere drinking. I don't know. You can tell your story about well, that.
1: Well, I I do think that the context of beers is, is really important, and uh, you know, the the joke I always make is that y- you could be drinking Old Style, and if you're on a boat in Wisconsin in July, it's it's a pretty darn good beer, you know. And uh, at home with a TV dinner, it's not quite as good. No. <laughs> so completely different. Yeah, it's a different. Right? It's a same beer, different different vibe. So having you know, and and that's the other thing is we we felt strongly that we were going to hang our hats on the, this idea of a, a beer culture. We're trying to create a vibe of kind of like, you know, like-minded people to enjoy beer and at a place like this that, that you know, because there's a lot of different places and a lot of different aesthetics, and they all have value, but the one we wanted is this one, I think, and and we're trying to, to create this this thing that's bigger than just what's in your
0: glass, so... Yeah, it's it, the the space. Uh, you you mentioned Moody Tongue. Like, what are some of the other kind of like breweries that you were looking at, uh, you know, design wise or just like feel? Or
2: I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, Moody Tongue. I, I I what was the other one that's near there that is also really cool? Um, well, we it's in that kind of interesting space that has a winer Winer oh, which beautiful. is a,
1: another totally different aesthetic, yeah. but mm-hmm. yeah. just a cool vibe. Of course, we we always like Mars.
2: Yeah, they weren't mm. heading open yet. But their open? aesthetic is... I mean, Mars it's is just... Their aesthetic is so cool. Their yeah. beers are so varied and different. And, you know, they're really... I, th- I think those guys are really awesome. Uh,
0: you guys stayed in a little bit of a cleaner, you know, look than than like that outrageous in-your-face. Yeah, of, uh, yeah. Uh,
2: I mean, I think that... F- I, f- I don't like to talk about the fact that we're in the suburbs, but we are in the suburbs. Um, but, I, you know, I feel like... I feel like this tap room would do well in any number of places, but I do feel like there is an expectation in the suburbs of what you're going to get. And I think we, you know, we looked at what was around here, and I'm talking about restaurants as well Mm -hmm. and like just places to hang out. And we thought if we could create something unique and beautiful and cool, and you know f- to fill it with great obviously great beer but like fun events like we d- we have live music we have uh food trucks on saturday like a lot of the same things that that other breweries do that we would hit on something that is just not doesn't exist around here
0: i mean you have a large space i mean it's a very it's got plenty of seats
2: yeah uh, one i think it's the 125 is the fire code. yeah
1: but i it's kind of like an the outward the uh, kind of uh projection of what we hope the beer to be right which is you know, you kind of, you hope that we can build some trust and we're offering some beers that maybe a lot of people, especially around here are not used to. Um, So I I think that there's an element of you you gain people's goodwill by, by providing them with uh, the kind of space that that says, Hey, you're in good hands here. You know, that's what, that's what I always like to think of on, on my better days. It feels (laughs) like
0: when you walk in here and now you guys mentioned, even before we started recording, you were talking a little bit about like the date night. Uh, aspects. So, so kind of explain that, that kind of thought process. So,
2: you know, uh, a neighbor of ours who's, who's pretty crass, he said something once about it. Um, He said that if you could get women to come to the space, you know, you'd get like, Maybe a certain body part of the other gender to come to the space, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I think that that's true. Um, I think that he. She went
0: w- real deep. Yeah, I mean. yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> so sorry, you might be able to edit that right. out. No, um, not at all. <laughs> I think that we find that you know we, we on on some of our better our, our worst days, like we look around and say, oh, you know, we. We wish more of the beer geeks knew that we existed, um, which you know we talked about early. Not, I'm mm-hmm. not saying you're a beer geek. I mean, I am. You, you might be. Oh yeah, um, I, I proudly But will wear you know, that you said badge. that you'd never heard of us, which mm-hmm. is completely fair. A lot of people. Well, people haven't. in this town haven't heard of us. Yeah, yet, there's so, people in this town you who know. haven't heard of us, and so you know, on some some of the days, we'll I'll talk, to stand, be standing at the bar talking to a regular, and you know, but he'll he'll say to me, "Hey Beth, look at the room," and the room will be filled with. You know, people in their, you know, mid twenties to mid mid thirties and it's either groups of women or that means I'm not there. (laughs) 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 Groups of (laughs) groups of men and women, which I think he was trying to point out to me that it's not something, you know, he travels to a lot of breweries around the country and, and typically it's an all male crowd. And so I think we're pretty proud of the fact that we've created a space that um you know that that serves the needs of like couples yeah. and and groups of gals and who we, come uh, to drink beer. And
1: and that was the reason why we got the brewpub license, right? So we sell wine, mm-hmm. and that was something we knew all along was like something that would be a little bit more inclusive. So the option to have that, and we f- you know, f- forwent our uh, self delivery or self distribution. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but we wanted that to be uh, the kind of baseline. Yeah. Right. So.
0: Yeah, come see us. Come see us type uh, feel to it. <laughs> yeah. One of those. <laughs> you know. No, but it's a, you know, the, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, to waste all the time on the no, space. No, but no, it was no. Like I mean, the, it's a
2: really important thing because, as, you know, we are.
0: better than most. It's, it's a little rough <laughs> on the radio though, right? It just
1: doesn't, yeah.
2: no,
3: it doesn't oh, no. come it, across it's the same yeah. way.
2: The, our space what, does not have a, a radio, a, a voice for radio, I guess. but Instagram for. Yeah.
0: Face for radio, though. We talk oh, about yeah. it, then when people can go on their Instagram yeah. and their Facebook and yeah. say, oh my God, this is it. But then the most important thing is to walk in here and actually just come and check it out. Eventually, we'll have to try some beers too. Oh, and yeah. We'll, well, yeah, let me know the, when. Uh, the big it's time. thing I noticed uh, sitting on top the bar is the engine, right, man? Very proud of that. Yeah, that's really effing cool. Like, you don't see that everywhere.
3: No, that's There's a so refurbished
2: many. Mickey Finns.
1: Yeah, that's 25 years old. I took that apart and rebuilt it. And uh, we got a cask fridge. And I love cask ale, real ale, and uh, that's part of, you know, the sort of, like, culture building that we're trying to do, which is uh, introduce people to something that maybe they've only seen on TV in, like, a James Bond movie or something, <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, I'm excited about that. Do you always
0: have something on? Or?
1: We almost always. Oh. We, just, we just ran out of our Irish stout last week, and so on Wednesday I'm putting on a raw ale. With some extra hops in it. What oh, is that's a ready? Raw ale. Tell
0: me more. Raw about ale. That.
1: Those Tell are fun. That. Yeah, that's a, it's a no boil uh, ale that uses, uh, I use Hornindale, uh Queek yeast. Yeah. Which
0: is, I guess, the, that's uh, the, the, the hot little trendy thing that's yeah. fermenting at super high temperatures.
1: Yes, yes. I go in at 95 and it goes up to almost 110, 110 degrees. Yeah. It's done in like two hours. It starts bubbling like in like five minutes. It ferment, it's fermenting vigorously before I clean up that day. It's so crazy. Uh, i seen some crazy yeah that's our that second that. no we
2: boil we made one that in january it went over
1: really well so I, yeah you know what,
0: what's the thought of the no boil what's the, the kind of the well the, so
1: in in the scandinavian lithuanian c- countries where that yeast is is you know kind of an heirloom yeast that that's the tradition they don't bother a lot of back in the day a lot of people didn't have uh, metal containers so they you know they do this stuff with the hot rocks and stuff like that but they realize that they you don't could do
2: that. <laughs> no, it's
1: like a Stein beer. You, know? But,
0: um, <laughs> you don't have hot rocks here. <laughs> it
1: depends on what day it is in the week. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that they could they could get it up to 165, 170 degrees and it would be pasteurized. And, and why spend all the extra energy boiling it? And and what's neat about it is that uh, so that's traditional going back hundreds of years. But it, it definitely creates a different texture because all those proteins that are in the grains aren't coagulating out during the hot break so, uh, so it's like really creamy it, it tends to have like a just a different vibe than you know because i hop it kind of like a new england ipa but it's it's different it, t- it definitely comes off different
0: now, does a style like that, does it lend itself uh, more to certain hop varieties? Or is there ones that you kind of feel personally? Or like, oh, this is way better. Like, I love using Cascade or something with this.
2: Uh, Main I, experiments. I,
1: I I definitely experiment based on stuff that I have. I think I used... Uh, cashmere and grungeist on this guy
0: what is what is grungeist, grungeist oh, i'm is
1: sure i've had it before but that's know. uh we learned about that from mars kind of right yeah
2: they call it green ghost and, yes and yes okay green yeah ghost. they've
0: yeah. Have had a couple of their ipas with yeah. in it. Yep.
2: and we got it it's it's a new hot newer i think from um this place in michigan right Isn't is not that it? hophead
0: farms yes yeah okay. yeah, yeah. Yep. and uh again regurgitation from people it's telling me things
1: good to have, have you I here just spits right <laughs> out <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well in my hop research recently yeah. <laughs> I uh, I was reading about it But I
1: you know it's I think it's it's uh, derived from some noble you know German okay So it's got a it's got some uh, it's got citrus in a way that seems different than the, 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 the big knock you over the head kind of stuff that you get from the uh, west coast of America it's kind of more perfumey and I think it, it that stuff blends well with this this weird malt presence that is there
0: why is it a weird malt presence? Is it like a, is it a different malt kind of build than, than your normal? Animals? No, I think
1: or? I, I, my best guess is that uh, by not boiling, there's just so many proteins that would normally be left in that trube pile in the bottom of your kettle that are now in the beer. You know, they never leave. I think that that just it affects not only the mouthfeel but also the flavors. I get some spices that that I don't think would be there had I boiled. Okay. So it's. I mean, I don't really I don't know what I'm doing. So. <laughs> That's this. not a good thing to tell people. I do know what I'm doing true. when I brew. Uh, uh, I I just, I'm just kind of... swinging it. It's not like I spent a lot of time in Lithuania uh-huh. last uh-huh. year learning about this. But luckily, the internet is a great thing, and so you can, really you can learn a lot of stuff.
0: Well, so. I mean, then you have, I'm sure you know other brewers and stuff too, right? You a guys, few. You just a bounce few. stuff off each other and like, hey, man, uh, I'm thinking about trying this.
1: It happens, for me at least, much less than it might have as a home brewer, just because there's so little time. Yeah. Um, I think this this last couple of years, uh, and we want to start doing more of that. We're we're trying to do some collaborations with people and get a, get become a little mm-hmm. more like social. And just hired an assistant. I just hired an assistant, but I think and for he's, the f- that's He's going to collaborate with us. He's well. He's really good. He's a he's a great uh, talented Ryan. Ta- talented home brewer. Shout out to Ryan. And Shout yeah, out to Ryan. Nice guy. So hopefully he can he can share some ideas, but. Uh, Running a brewery, I always joke, it's like, I, I have very little time to ever think about beer or hops or any of those things, like, the, in any sort of, like, con, you know, appreciation. It's more mm-hmm. like I'm just dealing with how to get them, you know, how to... I'm trying
0: to complete a job. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, yeah.
3: yeah.
1: You kind of lose... You don't get
0: to like, wax poetic with no, them. Not much talk. poetry for uh-huh. the last few yeah, years. Yeah. I mean, we have no a really... No foreplay at all. <laughs> <laughs> just make them... Get, get to get in, work. Get in the kettle. Yeah. Let's go.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We you know lane we we had an assistant before but he was only here probably eight eight hours a week or something and so lane's been well he was and he was only
1: here for like a month and he got he got hired at a full time he works he's the assistant at adam street oh okay. down at the Berghoff. okay so i guess i guess being my assistant will lead you to great there things, you go right? <laughs> <laughs> but um applications so, being yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well there's really we run this place with Probably five people. I mean, really, three people actively. We have a manager, Tim, who who helps out a lot. Um, He's full-time. And then um, Lane brews all the beer and has, up until about two weeks ago, been doing it pretty much by himself. And then um, I run, like, I don't know, everything else. Front of the house. Front (laughs) of the the house. And the books. I (laughs) don't know, everything else. And the Instagram and social media. Um, But uh, And then we have a couple bartenders. So we you know, to, to Lane's, Lane's, a, Lane's tired. I'm tired all the time. <laughs> I'm so tired. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's kind of a common thing to think about the lack of, you know, when you're starting out or when you're smaller, it's, it's so common to hear that story of like doing everything, you know, you're, you're all doing everything yeah. and it's a very little staff that you're running it with. It's, it's
1: and, crazy. And, and we, you know, so we have, uh. Uh, dairy repurposed dairy kettles for our hot side okay so it is the hardest and dumbest way to make beer I, i'm pretty sure it's, that it's i could l- go the
2: least efficient way i could
1: go toe-to-toe with anybody in terms of like how dumb do you make beer and i <laughs> I, I, I could say i make it the very dumb way mm-hmm, like, the, like my hands are the swollen red dumb yeah <laughs> it's a dumb way to make
0: beer and that's how we do it
1: but you have great way.
2: forearms. I have
1: I have Great, phenomenal. Firearms. I have to Forarms.
0: use my forearms a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah. So all right, so tell me tell me about that. Like what, what you said your hands are well are always red you know swollen. Yeah. Everything what?
1: is everything's by hand. Everything is I mean, when I, I have a, a a mill that I do one bag at a time with and then into a brute bucket that I have to lift up over my head into the mash tun. You know, so last week I did a a big Russian stout with eleven hundred pounds of malt, mm, so that goes in over a lot my head. Of grain. Yeah, and then it comes out, you know, kind of the normal way. But uh, and then the kettle, I have a, I have a electric, el- three element electric kettle, that you know, I have to take the elements out after every brew and scrub by hand. Oh Jesus! Christ. It's just there's just a lot of extra work that if you have a purpose bre- purpose built brewery, you wouldn't be doing and. Uh, yeah. You but know, you
2: also need to have uh, a quarter million dollars to...
1: We <laughs> saved a lot of money on that on the yeah. side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For we sure. Did. We did. So, elbow grease. And
2: you're in good shape, so...
1: <laughs> I would be a lot heavier and if, a if great it wasn't way to for shape. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, speaking of which, uh, would, would anyone like to try a... Uh, I would always beverage? like to try a beverage. Right. Uh, I mean, obviously, see fruit shop. I mean, you're you're the you're the man here. You tell me. Maybe we'll get to the fruit shop. And, <laughs> I, a,
1: I usually wait a little bit later on Mondays to start drinking, but since it's a special day for us, it um, is a special day. Yeah. I
0: mean, come on, every day is a special day. But
1: I, you know, I'm a, I'm a lager guy, so I'm gonna probably have a pilsner. But well, but
0: uh, then let's all have a pilsner. All right. Let's all have a pilsner. I'm not gonna
2: have any. I have a conference call in a little while. Yeah, right.
0: keep it keep it uh keep the brain focused yeah. and tight. <laughs> So, yeah, do you like to do you you prod at him while he's back there dumping giant things over his head? (laughs) No.
2: So I actually still have a a full time job. Um, So I'm usually at home doing my my regular job. And, um, you know, sometimes I'm here. It just depends. Um, I I, am a graphic designer and I have a second business. And so I have a little bit of my own schedule. But, um, yeah, it's. uh, it's fun. What's
0: your <laughs> what's your business? What do you, I mean? So do you do like? Is it residential or like? Commercial so I
2: or? um I am a print mostly a print designer, which okay. is sort of you know old school. Um, and but I also you know I do I do some web stuff. So I have a small business called Unicycle Studio, and it's I we I run it out of my house. It I started doing it in January of uh, 2008. So it's I don't know. It's it's 11 years old, which is crazy because it doesn't, it never has seems that long. And I used to work for a graphic design firm out in West Dundee and I left there in, you know, late 2007 and a couple of clients approached me a few, you know, a few months later after I'd left and kind of still been working like for those same clients, believe it or not. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of, I would say I'm a full-time consultant for one big client um and so far that's sort of what's been paying our bills
3: (laughs) so
0: why unicycle
2: um Uh, well so lane used to be a copywriter um and he came up with that name and i think that it was just the idea of like i never wanted a big design firm i wanted something small and so unicycle is run by one person uh so
0: i love that yeah it's very very i mean i don't know why but the name unicycle also seems to fit this visual in here I oh don't know really why. it just has, gives <laughs> me like this i just picture like a very elegant and old timey photo yeah of like a norman rockwell-esque yeah. like unicycle um no it's a it's it's a common thing to, to see that and i'm always curious like who's still working who's you know yeah. still doing the regular job did we throw caution to the wind i mean no, that's kind of the basis of this like, podcast yeah. i'm always curious about those background stories and how it happened
2: yeah so lane and i are um i mean, as we we like to put a like probably too much thought into stuff. Um, being you know, Lane has a, a writing background, and um, you know we're also both. I know no one can see us, but we're also both over 40 and we don't, you know, we kind of, kind of <laughs> like That's to think that we're, generously, yeah, Lane's well over 40. bus. still looking uh, good though. Yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> the alternative is worse. Is what I'm saying.
2: Um, so we, you know, we approached this pretty cautiously and, and basically I'm going to keep my job until it makes sense not to forever. Probably. Yeah, forever. probably yeah, forever. Yeah. <laughs> Till but Budweiser um, buys you. No, <laughs> right, no. <kidding. laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we we try to do things a little bit like methodically, like with the with the whole um, repurposed dairy kettle. I think we were we were not in the market to spend several million dollars on on. This. Well, when we first
1: started, it was and we didn't be, have several million dollars. When we first started <laughs> planning, it. Yeah. it was going to be plastic conicals. Yeah. So I mean, oh Jesus. You know, so I, you know, we evolved that. And now I'm very proud of my lovely premier stainless 10-barrel they fermenters. They are but, beautiful. Aren't
0: they? they? They really are. Yeah. I mean, I don't know something about it. The Everybody loves fermenters. Beer nerds. They're cool. Yeah, uh, we all love that that stainless buttes. Yeah. I mean, in, in I, I always used to joke around because when I started doing the show uh, a year and a half ago, it felt like every brewery that I sat down with, especially the first, like, 30 episodes, it was like every one of them had the same story. It's like we opened this day and we had like this brew house and then the system, you know, these fermenters. And then like five days later we needed like a hundred more fermenters, you know, like it was just stainless farms, just grow, like you right. instantly outgrow. And yeah. it just speaks to the scene in Chicago over the last, you know, 10 years or whatever. And how the, that, uh, somebody referred to it as the hockey stick. I heard somebody say the hockey stick. Yeah. And, uh, it just went flat to just Way, way although
1: up. now you're you're, you're hear starting to hear some whispers that uh, at some point will the, be a critical the, mass. The music might start slowing down a little bit. Everybody's
0: right? talking about it. I mean, it's not happened yet, but yeah, I mean, it makes sense that it would eventually. You know, yeah, some, you might see some some edge stuff getting trimmed off or whatever it is. But
1: although I I've been saying like well, and I've been hearing as well that there's going to be all this inexpensive stainless steel for sale, and I don't see it. You know, no, no. so. Somebody's I mean, I think <laughs> that gonna want it.
2: That's for you know, sure. our model is is totally is it's kind of different. I mean, we we went off of the tap room only model. Um, you know, we don't have a restaurant, so it's kind of this weird thing in between like a brew pub and a brewery, but. If that makes sense. Well, there's lots of them now. Yeah, there's lots right. of but them now. You
0: go brew pub, you go brew pub license to get you know the wines and you know the options for people yeah. and make it like you said inclusive. But but do you guys uh, do you guys do like any sort of snacks or like foods? Oh yeah, we like
2: we work with um, I think there's one out by you, gnarly knots. Yeah. Oh yeah, gnarly knots. Yeah. yeah. So there's an offshoot um, guy who op- who runs the gnarly knots Barrington. We contacted him, you know, pretty early on and he's been a great source of, you know, not only, you know, he makes these big pretzels for us that we sell here that people love. But, you know, he also has been a huge resource for just helping us get other stuff. Um, You know, we have fresh cheese curds. A lot of people are really freaked out by them because they're not fried. (laughs) Oh, okay, yeah. Like, but Lane and I spent, I went to uh, school in Wisconsin and Lane's parents live there and so... You know, we're used to these like squeaky cheese curds, and people come in and are like, "Oh, they're not fried!" And it's like, yeah. "No, but it's still cheese. It's still didn't fattening didn't enough." You didn't <laughs> batter them good. and yeah. fry them.
0: How dare you? Yeah,
2: yeah. And then we have other, you know, so we have fresh cheese curds. We have um, this big pretzel. We're working with a little. Some
1: snacks. Yeah, just snacks. We like have a big. Snacks. We have a big uh, a big book of uh, restaurants around here. Yeah, I mean, that's within a, the strip mall,
2: there's it. actually seven seven restaurants just within this strip.
1: There's quite a bit. And then and then we do food
0: trucks or pop-ups pretty much every weekend. Okay, so. that's how yeah. I was going to ask like how does that work with the strip mall? Cuz you know, it's it's a pretty busy place it's a little over weird here, I mean. Yeah,
2: it's um the so the food trucks believe it or not um they do amazing in the parking lot i mean so we have food pop-ups in here i bet they do crazy good they People do like i need dog food exactly. and then they're like, check it out there's somewhere to eat exactly <laughs> yeah yeah so they'll you know grab so pizza just,
1: yeah we just put up the cones in the earlier in the day in the first four spots and they park there and and it hasn't been a problem nobody's that's gotten good. run over yeah no, that's so good. that's knock good. on wood yeah, yeah chicago
2: culinary that. kitchen um that was probably our most popular food. But like draw. there's
1: a there's almost like a party, like a meat party out there yeah. in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah.
2: So. I mean those guys draw a huge crowd and I was a little nervous because I'm envisioning, you know, hundred people standing in line and then people, you know, bodies flying <laughs> flying all over with cars. But luckily that thank God that did not happen. But um you know, and then when we had our anniversary party, we had you know cheesies draws a crowd as well. Um, probably, Cheezies. yeah, not not quite as big as Chicago Culinary Kitchen. Uh, those guys have this crazy truck with smoke that um, they like. I don't know. There's, I I, I envision it similar to oh, when like a semi, semi pulls a horn and the smoke. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, I've gone to breweries and and places that have uh, toasty cheese come out. Oh you know, yeah, and and. I, I'll see people there and they'll be like, I'm, I'm not even here for the beer. I'm just oh, yeah. here for toasty cheese. That's exactly like, what happened whoa. with
2: Chicago Culinary. I mean, we were packed in here with Chicago Culinary Kitchen, but there was like probably half of the half of the people that came were just had stuff to go. And, and you know,
1: the, the ramen people get a lot of that, too. Oh, yeah. They're great. Where people will come in and just get it to go. Yeah, I'm going to give a big shout out
2: to Mujo Ramen on this podcast. Since Mujo
0: Ramen.
1: They're,
2: they're very. They're in the strip here? No. Or are no, they just a food truck? They, they're actually a pop-up. Um, Diana and Ian, and they're making the rounds to, you know, a bunch of breweries now. They do tons of breweries and they make, they make make Mm. handmade noodles (laughs) like for, and so they pretty much prep the entire week for, um, for their pop-ups on the weekends. Mujo
0: ramen, Mujo.
1: Yeah. And Ian, Ian, like he studied in Japan, right? Yeah.
0: Do like they he, have a base, or like a, a restaurant, a storefront? I think anywhere? no, not
1: yet. But they're—I think they're thinking about it, right? Yeah. Okay. So Som- how,
0: the, how the hell do people get there? You just gotta find. You them just on gotta Facebook yeah,
2: go on, on Facebook. No. They're at, they—they they literally have breweries booked all the way until That's December. Awesome. They're they're doing a dumpling pop up here on Friday. So they, no have, way. but not um not ramen dumplings.
0: What time does that go?
2: Uh, I think it starts at six.
0: Six okay so and they, they usually run out earlier that you know a lot of well i don't know yeah the
2: they run you can, out yeah yeah the ramen for sure runs out like they've had a line all the way to the back of the building because they set up right behind the half wall in front of the fooder by the
1: fooder the yeah 20 barrel fooder crafters we fooder love fooders
0: yeah me too Fooders <laughs> are sexy <laughs> yeah <They really are. laughs> that's why it's right up front yeah that's super sexy so, well, I mean, even with your guys' name being the Roaring Table, like it sounds like a restaurant, doesn't it? A little bit. Yeah. Like
2: we get some staggers coming in, uh-huh. looking around, and like then they leave. We don't have
0: food. <laughs> no, we want the <laughs> this takeout table menu. It is not yeah. roaring at all. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> we still get that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah
3: we I have mean, a takeout menu?
2: Yep. It, we still actually get people that come, and, and we're like, okay, yeah, that's fine. I mean, mm-hmm. we do have beer to go, but... Um, Nobody's starving around here no, in Zurich, though. No, There's
0: plenty of places to eat. Ain't nobody starving out here. No, no. 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 <laughs> yeah,
2: there's but plenty. Yeah, there's... Um,
0: do you guys have any relationships with like the restaurants in the area, or, you know, you send oh people yeah. there, they send, you know...
2: We had a food truck, uh, kind of, there was a little miscommunication last weekend, and they, they kind of ghosted on us, and we sent all of our customers over to New Crave, which is this cute little, like, I think they only have 10 tables in there Mexican restaurant, uh, a couple doors down. And she's been really great to us. And and we try to, you know, we, this is kind of a gathering place of people. And because we don't have food, I think that, you know, we, as much as possible, try to have encouraged people to get food from the restaurants near us. I mean, during the pop-ups, we sort of have decided that, you know, for the benefit of our food partners, that we don't let anybody bring food in during like the 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 food trucks. for the two, two hours. That makes sense. Um,
0: That's gotta be weird to police that though. People yeah, we've. Like, How it's, dare you tell me I can't bring
2: food. Yeah, we put a sign on the door and kind of hope for the best. It hasn't.
0: It's it's worked out pretty good. Though. Yeah. Most people have understood. You're not allowed to have wants and needs as a business anymore. Yeah, exactly. I will yelp you so hard. Oh, boy. No. Oh,
1: yeah. There's, a, there's, some, there's some entitlement in the
0: world. It's fun.
1: Just it's some. Fun. Just <laughs> some.
0: <laughs> yeah, just some. No,
1: it's, yeah,
2: we've it's, never kicked anybody out, but, you know, right. I, I've, I've been known to give people dirty looks if they.
1: <laughs> yeah, you will receive yeah. a dirty look.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just be careful. A little
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. uh, and then uh, also the 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 name and the, and the kind of logo, the roaring table. Like, what is there a meaning behind? Uh, you can talk I about that. Should know that.
1: Well, yeah.
2: That, no, you uh, shouldn't know it. No, me, I'm, I'm
0: wondering. Like, should I know that? I? So,
1: so the the spiel I always give is that uh, there's the, two ways to look at the, it. There's the easy way, and then there's the fancy pants way. The, and the easy way is just just my fond memories of hanging out with my my family up, up in Wisconsin drinking beer in the summertime and uh you know my family and i are all pretty we can get a little voluble and uh so sitting around on the deck and getting loud and drinking beer you know so it's kind of a roaring table animated and animated um, excitable you know excitable you did warn me
0: that you guys could get excitable yes you did warn me and we
1: can for real but the the fancy pants bit is that uh in in uh, Hamlet, which is a play by this this guy uh, Shakespeare, I've never heard Bill right. Bill, Bill. yeah, who is and that? Bill he's, Shakespeare uh, over there. Rest in peace. He passed away. Um, <laughs> so there's a bit where he talks about his his court jester uh, setting the table on a roar with all his his jokes and merriment and all that stuff, and we felt I always felt like. That, and and that's where the logo comes from so it's a it's a it's a tulip with a like a jester cap on top of it mm-hmm. and in my mind the beer is kind of the the joker in that scene because it's kind of the occasion to to bring out the fun happy side of life you know you a lot of people have to work really hard and on their day off maybe they want to have a few beers and, and have fun with their buddies their family and to me that beer is the occasion that brings people together to do that and and so in that sense i i've always said that I don't want to focus only on the beer. I mean, there are breweries who like, you know, the beer is the the only thing, maybe, you know, a packaging brewery, for, for, for instance. For us, obviously, we want to make the best beer we possibly can, but it's always been an occasion for a social experience, you know? And so that's our, I think that's our our, our deal, right?
2: Yeah. You said you wanted stories, though, right? I love it. Stories. Yeah. Well, All of it. I mean, this is kind of a, a interesting story, but maybe not. Um so we had designed that logo we'll give you a score yeah, after exactly um we can have like a rating system um <laughs> lane and i designed our logo and we were getting ready to go on our, our vacation that we took that year and i left lane in charge of doing a lot of the the work like to to get things going and so he, um, as he told you when you came in earlier without your charger, that he was like a little bit of a Luddite. He was tasked with going on LegalZoom to register um, our name, which at the time was Fool's Errand. So that logo was attached to that name. And he what happened
1: well i i put it on legal zoom and then thought it was done and then
2: but it didn't get charged and we never somehow, got any paperwork
1: yeah it doesn't it doesn't work out <laughs> and then we, we get back and somebody has has registered that name within on the, two weeks on the pto uh, oh. and uh wow really so
2: so we went ahead and tried to register it as well because and it doesn't
1: work out because she's she's got a, like a, a restaurant in boston and then Beth contacted them, and they were kind of like, sorry, we're not sharing They it. said,
2: sorry, that's our name. Yeah. And I said, okay, no problem. And so we had registered it anyway. And
1: so, but we love the logo <clears throat> so much. And the spirit of the idea was, I think, kind of the same. Because so f- the term fool's errand is kind of like a, a joke about. Sending sending somebody on a wild goose chase, mm-hmm. right? So go get a can right. of striped paint or something, right? And and brewing in my mind is a perfect fool's errand. You just <laughs> it's, it's like it's, what are
2: you doing? What are you
1: doing? Like I always tell everybody here, it's like the don't ever be a brewer. Just drink the beer. That's the smart thing to do. It's like the dumb guys actually make the beer. So scrub uh, the tanks. Yeah. So uh so but we wanted we wanted that logo to to somehow still
2: So then I said to Lane I'm not redesigning the logo yeah. so you have to find you have to find some name <laughs> that works with that logo. And then just ironically um we were at home and I was you know Lane was getting ready to leave and he's like hey I got a I got an email. Um, the oh. woman the woman in Boston let the name Fool's Errand" lapse.
1: So it falls back into our lap. Now, this is much later. We've already established this brand of, of Roaring Table, yeah. which, by the way, I, I prefer. Oh, yeah. And I, like I do think it better. worked out. And I think it's also kind of emblematic of the fact that, you know, we've cobbled this together from, like, chewing gum and <laughs> balsa wood and stuff. And so the fact that our name was like that, too, I think is apropos. Um, but, but then we find out that she let it fall through the cracks. And so we talked to... Ashley, our lawyer, and we said we've always kind of thought it'd be cool to have a sub-brand for something that we do sort of separate, maybe a sour brand or something. What What do you think? Could we? Could we? Because the PTO is telling us that we have to show a, a proof of proof, use. Proof of use, and he's like, just name a beer after that. Yeah. Take a picture of your menu, and I'll send it in, and it'll be your yeah. S- so now we. So have now we both have both. Tr- we yeah. have both trademarks. Oh, look at that! do so
0: you guys have Fools fun. Errand on right now?
2: No, no, that's either. our porter.
0: Like we oh, d- we okay. did that though.
1: So yeah. I'm, I'm thinking maybe it would be nice for our like the food or beer or something like a series. Yeah. Would there be a sub brand. That's kind of a thing these yeah. days, right? We're yeah. We're hoping oh,
2: yeah. to start canning in the fall. And so can I think that's some of that. Is it a canner? Can- yes. W- we actually are going to work with, um, hopefully, um, there's a new, I don't even know, I guess it's an incubator called Pilot Project. B- I don't even have heard Ooh, of those guys. No, I have not. Um, they're in Logan Square and they're kind of doing contract brew thing but they're also giving home brewers a space to kind of come in and brew like on a pilot system and then sort of almost professionally okay um and we're gonna we don't have the proper setup here for the with the, you know the a big what is it the bright
1: yeah we need a bright tank re- realistically and so we met with a canning guy and he could do it here it would be tight but then then beth found out about these pilot project guys and it might make sense at least initially to do Actually, some batches yeah. there.
2: And they, so. they, it because of our um, brew pub license, it, it also would sort of open up some avenues for us um, through them. So they
1: could distribute. They have a, a, a commercial license, so they could distribute so we could be sold in some of the bottle shops in the city. Because really the the point of canning right now for us is maybe just some exposure, right? I mean, we're not going to get rich off of canning on, on a, a little system like this, but oh, yeah, we yeah. would like to kind of Get get in front of people and, and let them know that we're trying to make good beer. So, is everything a
0: ten barrel batch? Uh, mm-hmm.
1: you know, it depends on how many hops I use. Uh, <laughs> I, I get I usually yield somewhere between about six and a half and eight and a half barrels in the serving tanks. So it's not even really ten. I can get my kettle floods at a, at eleven barrels. So,
2: it's but some all, of the beers are I almost, mean,
1: but not quite a. It's not really a ten, but. It works. You, and all the fermenters are 10-barrel fermenters. They're 10-barrel yeah. 10, 10 fermenters. And I, I have eight 10-barrel serving tanks in the, in the cold room. You have eight 10-barrel serving tanks. Yeah. Okay. So, and we have 12 regular draft lines, so I still have to keg off serving tanks to make room for the next. So that's something I got to do this week to get the Hefeweizen on. But uh, we've started with four, and then we got four more last fall, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that's making my life
0: incrementally easier. Yeah. So... So talk about some of that, like the logistics behind it all. I mean, is that something that we don't go too deep on usually on the show? But it's something that's always interesting to me, like places uh, like Open Outcry on the south side and and, um, oh, like a corridor out in the city. It's like, you know, you're out in these serving vessels, you know, and you're not kegging off all your beer and, you know, into a cooler that has... 12 taps or whatever running through it so so how do you guys go through planning that i mean is that something that like have you always had experience being like a a thinker and a planner and being able to kind of you know keep beer in the tanks and not run out and that kind of thing i
1: mean no i I mean you know the simple answer is whenever you have something empty you should try to get it filled um and you know i'd like to i wish i could say that i had a, a, a bigger broader plan than that but so far that's how i've been rolling but uh you know, having worked at a brew pub, that's, you know, that's really my experience. I, I have no experience in a packaging brewery. I don't, you know, I admire those guys for the, how hard it is it looks like to do what they got to do. But for me, it's just filling serving tanks and filling kegs was my life. And so that seems very comfortable,
0: and it's it's relatively easy. I mean, how are you scheduling it? I mean, do you, like, on Monday nights, I sit down and I go through, you know, what do I have in the tanks and what, what needs to be moved and what's coming up, like— well is it organized or is it like chaos like you're just it, flying by the seat there's of probably your pants.
1: there's probably more just like this needs to be done and that needs to be done afterwards and oh that means i better do that after that I, I, you know. we're
2: trying to get into and that was part of the hiring an assistant like we're trying to kind of to have a little bit more scheduling and we will definitely will have to have that with the with the canning yeah um
1: I mean, at, right now it's like just I have seven days t- in every week to work, and I I usually am able to get the next week's work done if I do that. But it would be nice if, if I had a, a master plan, but I don't Yeah. I mean,
2: we talk about the styles that we want to do and what's coming up and if there's deadlines surrounding that. Like there's ultra fresh, which is coming up at the end of the month. No pressure. Right.
0: So, so we, talk, <laughs> we talked briefly about, uh, about you know, you, your, the idea child was born in 2015, you said, mm-hmm. right? So when did you actually become this place? I mean, when was the first day you guys served beer?
2: Um, August the public? August 22nd of 2017.
0: 2017, okay. Yep. Yeah. So you got like, what, I'm two years or so under, under your belt? Almost. About. Yeah, we yeah. spent a lot of time
1: looking. Then we signed the lease in no, November, November 22nd of, of 16. Yeah. And then they didn't start building out. And until demoing April.
2: until March, April. Yeah, end of March.
1: And th- but then they went pretty quickly, and then I started brewing in July of seventeen, and we opened in August. So we started with only four beers. I brewed four beers in one week, and almost died. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we had a we had a you know good opening, and then ever since then it was like, you know, we had some guest beers which didn't.
2: Didn't sell. People
1: weren't really interested, and, and I, it was actually kind of flattering that they, you know, we, we didn't mm-hmm. come here to try yeah. other beers. We wanted to drink your beer. So my goal was to, you know, fill the serving tanks up and get all 12 on online as fast as possible. And uh, I bought 50 kegs and had to keg like crazy for the first year and a half and still still somewhat. But uh, we've had 12 on draft ever
3: since. We I think.
2: actually, I think we got 12, a uh, fully 12 on draft for New Year's Eve in 27 and in like 20 yeah new years of 2018 was when we were able to finally get all 12 because we released our first sour beer um on new year's eve
0: okay and that's yeah. when you kind of that's when you kind of thought all right now we got this we're, we're yep. in, a, in a manageable spot and we got we can do tw- keep 12 beers online that's a big deal though for people uh just opening up like the beer nerds, like we talked about, there is some entitlements and things in the, in the industry. So they're like they walk into a new place that has two to four, you know, five beers. It's like, yeah. Ugh. Well, I think you we know? were
2: a little bit I mean, I really feel like and, and maybe it's because I wasn't necessarily fully paying attention. But I feel like this it's gotten really crazy in like the last year, I feel like more so than prior to that.
1: Well, I think as perfectionists, you know, you kinda want to start you kinda think, Okay, this is our big reveal, so you want everything to be ready. But the the reality is that you're just starting. So it, it's just the opposite of everything being ready.
0: Figure you're, everything. You're just out. figuring everything
1: out. And you're and you also have to respond to what your customers wanna buy. You know, so like the second beer I brewed was a Cezanne. I love Cezans. But it's not the hottest Pancake off the griddle type sure? of deal, yeah. Sure about so, uh, <laughs> so you have to make some adjustments. Was I do have easy saison. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, but I have a Cezanne in my fermenter right now, and I and I always threaten people. It's like if you guys don't buy this, I'll just drink it all myself. Yeah, and you're gonna miss
0: out. So. right. This Pilsner's is quite good, it's good, crisp
3: and clean good.
0: and delicious. I man. like it. I like it myself. And it's coming to you know these days where we're seeing seventy-five and eighty degrees and God, uh, some sunshine for yeah. a little bit here. Yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, people are going to want these.
1: Yeah,
2: we have uh, a beer called Strip Mall Special that like no actually, way. yeah, well, it's yeah. It's like a Modelo type. It <laughs> is. It's a cerveza. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and right. we so we cool. sold it. It, was, that on Friday, it was crazy. Actually. Oh, are you?
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That's a great name, Strip Mall Special. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that one, we're going to need to find that one in some cans so I can make hot beers out of it. It'd be very hard I saw to, uh, the hot beer thing. It might be hard to make it out of a 32-ounce crawler of it, but <laughs> I mean, it's doable. It's doable.
2: What is... I, I'm curious about that. It's, hot beers? You put like hot sauce? I mean... The I've
0: best. I mean... Hot I, sauce I, in I the beer? I thought it was the dumbest thing ever when I saw it. And uh, I th- like th- I like. this has been like a thing for me. I've been tracking the origins of it for like the better part of a year at this point because... I think the first time I saw it was maybe Bran Banbury and, uh, and Steve Miller over at Hailstorm. Mm-hmm. And I think they were the first person to, like convince me that like, I should try this, which they said, you know, they kind of passed it on to Dan and Jason at Metal Monkey in Romeoville and sure. Brando over at Plain, in Plainfield at Workforce and...
2: Yeah, I feel like I've been seeing it for like a, like I've I definitely have been seeing it, but yeah. for a while. And, yeah,
0: and the, so from going backwards, I went from Brandon and Steve back to Chris Betts that owns Transient out in Bridgeman, and Chris Betts uh, told me that he got it from a guy named BJ that used to work for Forbidden Root. Now I think he's down in Asheville, North Carolina, and that's where like my my trail ends. Okay, but, but Valentina hot sauce back half of a can of like a lager or something. So don't throw, don't, you know, you can crack it open, but just cover the back half and the tab basically with, with the hot sauce. So Valentina specifically spicy or extra spicy, whatever you want from them. And then, uh, I use Lowry's and Tajin together. The little like chili lime type uh, Mexican seasoning, uh, some people go with Bay, Old Bay. Wait, do you some like put it on the edge like a margarita? Just, I put it all along the back half of the can. So just picture your, you know, there's the mouth of your can there. This is not good for radio podcasts, but, but on the back half, oh, okay. that's where I cover everything. and just, just kind of So it then as forward, you probably, yeah, right? as you drink, it starts to come down like the rim of the can. And oh, gets, cool. It sits in my mustache. I mean, it's, it's good
2: <laughs> You have a little treat stuff. for later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah
0: well, if
1: we're giving shout outs, can I, can I say it? 100%. The, uh, the Steve Miller... I, the best. I, I've never met him. I don't know him, but I have. I have to thank him. I, I lurked for a long time on Pro Brewer. He was the guy who set up Slapshot, right? Yes, and, correct. Uh, he uh, he was generous to put a lot of stuff on Pro Brewer about electric uh, elements and heat kettles and stuff. And I I. I learned a lot from him, so thank you, Steve. And Miller. Burning
0: batches of beer—that's what Mike, Mike from yeah. Microphone told me a lot of stories yes. about them burning some. They, we
3: they, actually they had the contacted wrong electrical, him. Yeah, yeah, the yeah the first time they brewed. him because
1: we—that was we like were when worried. he first started. And yeah. I, I proceeded. I think you have to do that at least once to be a part of the Electric <laughs> Kettle Club. So I, I <laughs> have my ticket. That. I have my ticket punched. Yeah,
0: baby.
2: Yeah. We dumped a batch That's
0: down the tubes down the tube. I think so. the best brewers have dumped a lot of batches. I think you beer. have to. Man, right? I really, it should, be, it should be that way. If you haven't dumped a batch of beer, then maybe you're just not. You're not doing, nah, it, right. You're not doing it right. I shouldn't say that. You're not doing it right. I shouldn't say that. That's a sweeping generalization. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, but it seems like most well, of the guys that I like the most have uh, have dumped some batches. Uh,
2: we dumped it like a good the, ju- like it the at third At least a good day. justification. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was burnt. It, just got it got like ashtrays. It got so worse it and worse. Yeah.
1: As the sugars went away, it just was like an ashtray. It's just like... Oh my God! And y- you know it's sad because you, you do work hard to get that into the fermenter, and you, you realize there is no salvation for this guy. It's just down down yeah, the
0: tubes. So, so you're not going to be able to pivot this thing.
2: No, no. no. it's like the, the Can we turn this special. into a Roush beer. <laughs>
0: no, <laughs>
1: yeah. no, this
0: is the worst Rosh beer you've ever had the misfortune to yeah smell so, so uh, we talked a little bit you said you know you like to and that but but like what were some of the beers that inspired you I mean we haven't really gotten to your backstory at all but like, so Lane I know you were Mickey Finn's but like what was your occupation at Mickey Finn's what was the, your role
1: he was for the grunt. however many yeah. years
2: for nine years
0: I worked at Mickey
1: Finn's for nine years I was the assistant brewer there the whole time you the fool running yeah. the fool's yes <laughs> I was a, a, a brewer's monkey basically I think um, and but you know I I I I do think that without that experience, I would not have had the confidence to try to cobble this whole thing together. And so this whole space in terms of the brewery layout was kind of me with the grid paper and a pencil. And so I kind of had a sense of how I wanted things to flow based on what I had learned.
2: But you went to Siebel. I did go to Siebel. And you were a copywriter I, before that. Like it was a, she
0: reminds you. She yeah, because well,
2: he asked of the what, backstory. The life that you lived.
0: Well, yeah, I was, I was in
2: advertising. And that and, was wonderful.
0: And I became
1: less and less... Enamored of advertising, and meanwhile, what type of
0: advertising? Oh, uh, you know, like Grant
1: McDonald's and Budweiser and Bud Light. Like, what was it? What L was L&M your cigarettes. role? In I was, it, I like. was a copywriter. Okay, yeah. So I wrote. So stuff. A, what does
0: a copywriter do? You just, you are
1: <sighs> God, that's a good question. I, I still <laughs> don't know the answer to that. You. This is a, just my curiosity. I, no, I've had one fine.
0: other advertising background guy on the show. That's Dan Shudler from. Uh, uh, around the bend. Okay, he was big, but he did like big time stu- stuff. I remember he said he was on sets with like Penny Marshall and stuff Ooh. for commercials that, that they did for big. Kmart was in the eighties. You had yeah. wait,
2: you had the woman from nine hundred two one zero did the voiceover of one of your nice. ads. That's that was your claim to fame. Really exciting <laughs> That's stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Which
0: one? Which one from nine hundred two one zero? It was the Tiffany Amber No, it was the Spelling. Um, like Aaron Spelling. It or was
2: the is the other gal who Tory. was. No, no. Um. She's
0: a tall blonde girl, right? Kelly McGrath. No, I can't remember. No. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. A brush with fame. It was, yeah, it was a brush with fame. But, Nailing it.
1: Yeah. But, so,
2: but yeah, you wrote. Advertising
1: he, is you just go in and you write stuff and people say that it's wrong and then you do it again <laughs> and they say it's wrong and then you do it again and then eventually it's like late like at well, night. Well, we have no more time. Yeah. So yeah. it's right. That's it's basically okay. it. Yeah. You never knew. It. That's the thing about brewing I like so much is that you actually know that you're done. There's, there's an end point to, a, say, a batch of beer. With advertising, that never, never was the case.
2: That's the same thing with graphic design as well.
1: But luckily, they fired me, or I got laid off. And uh, I had been brewing and at home, and I was really into that. It's really fascinating, right? And so fortunately, Beth said, why don't you, you know, pursue that? You, know, you seem interested. And so right away, I signed up for Siebel, and I, went to, I did the, the theory portion of the di- diploma course. And and in, then instead of going to Germany, like some of my classmates did, I I got a job at Finn's, and I realized same thing. yeah it's <laughs> almost exactly the same thing except instead it's of less fun instead you of being to in Germany things. drinking beer, <laughs> yeah. you're under the bottom of this gross moldy serving tank, you know cleaning mold and it's falling into your eyes and you're freezing cold and wet. That's and then, hilarious. Yeah, and then you just do that for nine years. That's that's a, That's all you did for nine years. But pretty close. I mean, it was it was. Uh, Doing the, the, the gruntiest of the grunt work. But you learn you learn how to deal with, you know, the, the yes. mechanics yeah. of it, I yeah. think. You know, because that, we get a lot of people, a lot of homebrew people who come in and ask me, you know, I want to start a brewery. What should I do? And, of course, the answer is A, don't. And then B, uh, you know, go work at a brewery and, and see if you really think, you know, you want to do this after so wow. A is
0: don't. Yes. B is if you really are going to sort of blow right through my advice, then let me give you this other piece of yeah. advice. <laughs>
1: find out, find out if, the, if it's as glamorous as you imagine it to well, be. Well,
2: because what what's the ratio of like janitor work versus brewing?
0: 90-10. Yeah. Right? So that's, about about, yeah. That's, that's what I've heard mostly.
2: Yeah.
1: 95, so that's pretty close. 90-10. I, I actually look forward to brewing now. I, I mean, it, when I first started here, I was a little nervous, and it's like, holy cow, this is going to be a big day for me. But now that's probably one of my easier days. You know, it's all the transferring and cleaning and getting things ready for the next batch is the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I—it's not fun. I mean, it's, there's not much fun part of it.
2: Yeah, I people know. are like, "Oh, wow, Yeah. you're a brewer." It's like what? I'm like, no, I'm a why, janitor. Why? Why, why yeah.
1: is that
0: exciting? I saw a lot of people tell me they're just a janitor. Yeah, they're just a janitor basically. That's pretty so, much it. So, do you have any uh, those like de- like? Do you have really memorable days where, like, obviously the elements in the electrical and burning a batch of beer and dumping it that's that's going to be something that you recall pretty easily yeah there
1: was like like something
2: shot out and got all over the ceiling yeah i've got a big stain
1: on the ceiling that's that's normal for people to go through that so uh but i think i think that for me the, the the most memorable days were just the days where things would go wrong and you'd have to you'd have to improvise and fix things you know i remember a pump burning out at Finns and we had to it was a seal, I think. And we, we had to change the seal. And then this is while we're running off. And and, and learning to kind of stay calm and, and improvise and find a solution, even if you don't have the right parts and, and tools, was a, a, a good education because that's
3: going to happen. I think,
2: he, I think he's looking for more of like no, St. Patrick's all Day. No, all when, that. Yeah. When you go into work on St. Patrick's Day at Mickey Finn's and there'd be, be people like throwing up people in the bathroom at like 8 a.m.
1: 8.30 in the morning and people barfing and there would be that uh Will Rock Radio station uh broadcasting and yeah. and you think oh this is going to be fun
0: today like working with drunk people in the hallways you know <laughs> but now, like uh, something John Laffler told me from uh, off color when he was on, um, I was at the, I did an episode with him at the Mouse Trap, and and it's just a one on one, two of us, and you know he's a super super intelligent human being, and he was nice enough to sit down and do like two hours with me, and one one thing he said that always stuck with me is. Uh, I mean, it was to the effect of, like, you can teach a monkey how to brew beer and they can repeat the process over and over, but it's when something goes wrong that you really see, like, yeah. what these people, like, you know, the value of, of a brewer, you know, really can be. So that's kind of what you were, p- well, I think like, you were pushing that. Like, it's the things that in time the improv, improv- improvisation. Right. <laughs> Very but good with words. What can I say?
1: It's uh, every day. There's something that, you know, uh, and that, you know, even if under the best of, Circumstances when everything's kind of purposely designed to make beer, I think that happens. But when it's not, then you're basically you you're starting out with you know we're gonna kind of improvise this whole batch through, and so knowing, knowing having a a, a a repertoire of experiences it can help you kind of make a decision quickly because you don't have a whole lot of time uh, helps a lot, no doubt so.
0: No, I'm just. I just drained my glass of Pilsner, and I'm looking at the uh, other side of that glass, and I see the words "The Fellowship of the Fools." And then I noticed your shirt also has this on it. So what's what's that tagline? That's our that's our m- a mug club, right?
2: Yeah, we have a mug club, or we you know we call it a tulip club. That's awesome. We're, sounds, we're way we're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It> sounds way tougher. We're snob. Sounds way tougher. Pinkies up, pinkies yeah, exactly. up, baby. <laughs> um, so we. You know, Mickey Finn's had a mug club, and a lot of what we've done is, you know, is sort of not emulated, but, you know, they had a, a, they have a great thing going in Libertyville, been there a really long time, and we wanted to have, you know, a group of something to offer the people, regulars that come in. So we have this mug club, um, and we open it once a year. We only offer, we, we actually cut it off at 125 because that's as many people as we can fit in, in the space. Of yeah, um, yeah. And so... You know, the goal of it was really to reward reward people that were coming in often, and so. You know, to be in the mug club, you spend a hundred dollars, but you get a bunch of stuff. You get like a keychain with your number on it. You get a T-shirt. You get this. You know, you get to drink your beer out of this fancier glass. A, and I then, love these glasses. Yeah, what are they they're called? very like cool. The Craftmaster. They're yeah, cool. The, the Rastel Lauren? No, the Craft. I think they're Rastel Craftmaster. Craftmaster. But. um, and then we have parties, so and then they're able to taste the beer, taste some of our batches before anybody else. Um, and it's been it's been fun because it's really it's been a nice little thing to kind of give back to them. And then it's also been been great to sort of see how supportive. You know, we I think that that was one thing that we really were not anticipating is kind of building relationships with these you know with these people that come in here often. Um, I, I think that we were not prepared. Both of us are introverts. Um, and you
0: are, yeah. No. oh yeah, mm-hmm. for real. It well, seems like you seem like you're talking. You spend yeah, nine yeah. years
1: in a refrigerator by yourself. You yeah, kinda, and yeah. I work
2: at home with two dogs every day, and I don't, you know, and so, and we don't have kids, so you don't have that like sort of like social. I'm sure you, with having two kids, you have, you know, you'd go soccer games. Yeah, I just games, want to punch like. them in the face all the time. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but we I got mean, little league
0: and dance. That's yeah, our, but I mean, you
2: have yeah. like you probably have friends that you wouldn't have had if you didn't have kids so you know we we have lived a pretty sheltered life up until the point of when we opened and then it sort of became this like kind of oh you're the owner and we're like oh no yeah i mean you kind of were (laughs) like, very odd no we're not the (laughs) owner
1: i I mean we didn't realize how much work it would be and even when it's fun it's it's work to 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 kind of because
2: we're introverts it's it's you know just just
1: just being on i think you have to be on a lot and Mm -hmm. and Hey, you know you how's can't it be going? thinking
0: about your uh, grid paper and uh, right. just yeah. laying things out and right. what's coming off the tanks next when you're in the tap room and there's people there and yeah. people like'd like be host. like a Dude, a that New England was awesome yeah. like,
1: and it's like I just got done with 12 hours I just want to go outside and sit by myself and drink a beer and like try to turn my brain
0: off so or when people are like you know what I would have done with that yeah. I would have probably oh, yeah. would have changed <laughs> up the Citro and I probably would have gone a little bit deeper Please. on the whirlpool and uh, Please. <laughs> do that next time and Call me when it's done so yeah. I can drink it. <laughs> you know, this one, this guava one's good, but hear me out.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Double
0: passion fruit next time, make it a little thicker. <laughs> yeah, <Like>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I would like to try that guava fruit shop. because oh, I'm. Oh, we're a, out of that. Oh, we, okay, we, have, right. a, we, we have, have a we have a blackberry. Don't you tease me with that? No, this no, ran oh, out yesterday. You know what? Blackberry more better. Do you want no. the blackberry the, more Do you, you want the full no. silliness? Wait, well, wait, oh wait, Whip what? Cream.
1: We put we're putting whipped cream on top of this beer. You know I want the whipped all right. cream.
0: Yeah. How okay. dare you even <laughs> ask? <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Look at this. I'm going to get myself a little little thick uh thick. What is it, Berliner? Is it considered a Berliner?
2: It's a Goza. A
0: Goza. It's Goza. Yeah, it I get yelled at if I say ghosts. I'm like, that's not a real thing. <laughs> it's Goza. So I think Sean, when he was over at, uh, Sean Burns, when he was over at uh, Moore, he had the Goza, dude. I think it was one of his series of oh, like, really? fruity gozas. Yeah. And it said, it's Goza, dude, right on the, right oh, on the can. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, oh, that's pretty hilarious.
2: Yeah, there was this brewery. And um, so we lived in, Lane went to advertising school at, at um, VCA in Virginia. And it's so funny that so this the, there's a brewery there called the Answer. I don't know. Oh, if I've either. had stuff yeah. from the Answer. Yeah. Holy crap! I yeah. had their
0: nine percent uh, fruited. It was called Red and Blue Puff Okay. Uh, it was a nine yeah. percent jammy, thick fruited.
2: Yeah. It was so good. I mean. So they they were doing you know this kind of fruited goza thing, um, and it, it's funny because that place was a. The Vietnamese restaurant? I can't. Is it? I've never been there. Oh, you've I, never been there. I, no, you no, just no. got it. I've, I've it was got like friends. To you or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. No,
0: my buddy Kunal uh, Chopra. Shout out to Kunal. He brought one in a few weeks ago to, to okay. crafted where I work, and and we enjoyed it. and Then we went to Dark Lord, and there was some guys from Virginia at Dark okay. Lord, and they might have had nine different really? crawlers from the answer. Yeah, and they were just yeah. pouring them out for everybody. So we, I think holy I'm, Christ! What yeah. did you just <laughs> hand me, sir? <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm I actually very excited. This. I haven't okay. had this one. Hold on. I'm about to get really... You guys keep talking. I'm about to get really craft beer nerdy. i got to take a um, picture. Said this is going to be
1: the summer of us. A sort of, uh,
2: yeah, we're going to go full bore this summer. We're, we're,
0: we're submitting to the...
1: To, no. Well, we're... She said no. no we're no, no. we're pursuing He's some of wrong. the more off-kiltered uh, things.
2: We like to... we We have, since we've opened, experimented with different things. This is the, the PC way of saying. Okay. And so, you know, last last uh, April we uh, released a milkshake IPA and then Lane started adding just like fruit puree to the milkshake IPA. So this is kind of our take on, you know, like similar to what you're talking about with more like it was like the answer, like they, they did this fruited goza thing. And so we're like, you know, we did the fruited IPA, so let's. Let's do this as well. So we started with this series. I think it was just two weeks, two weeks ago.
1: It's selling like hotcakes. This and is uh,
0: outstanding. I mean, it really it's, is. It's easy to drink. It's I mean, pretty easy. And to it's drink. like what well, you say. It's 4.3. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's so, so perfect for right now. I Man, talk about that Pilsner being good for right now on the patio. But this, yeah, this is something that bring a bunch more people under the tent to be like, oh yeah, I, I want to chew on my goes off you definitely it's fun you can skip a little bit of breakfast and have that and feel yeah sated
2: i mean it's barely beer (laughs) it's barely beer but a lot of beer this day is barely beer oh
0: hell yeah i mean we have this conversation all the time but in the counterpoint for for me for that is like is is a nobody would say anything or bat an eye if you they'd be like man that guy's totally like from the classic old school if you brewed a black ipa the black ipa is not exactly traditional so why these people brewing hazies get Get shit. I mean, from the old school or the classic guys. uh,
2: Well, and that's. I think that's why we have we. You know, we have stuff that we don't want to go full bore into like the crazy direction. Like we're willing to. Well, I think we're
1: fun. We're conflicted. Oh, it's super fun fun, and it's good. And we like to do fun stuff. I think Mm -hmm. that it's not that we're like, you know, so old school that we we refuse to do it because, uh, you know, the hazy thing. uh, When I first, my brother and I took a trip out east in. 20, 2016, and we had you know we had a chance to drink the treehouse stuff and the trillium and it's so good it's, it's just it's so good I mean how delicious. can how can yeah. you complain about that I don't get it you know so uh, and we started making that right away and we still do um, on the other hand it's it's it always saddens me that people are like you know say stuff like uh, oh it's it's okay for a Kolsch, as if Kolsch is somehow inherently un undesirable like yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like it's it's okay for a punch in the face right but i've you know and it's like wait a second it's it's Colch is a beautiful beer and so i just sometimes resent some of the disproportionateness of the beer thing mm-hmm. these days
0: of like just low low ratings on a on a belgian or something yeah like too many banana and clove right, notes, but right. that's well, the point that's where it's supposed to be yeah or
1: or they they order something that they know they
0: don't like yeah, and no, that's, that's like a, I don't that's, like IPAs. I don't like it. Number one brewer complaint on average yeah. shows above average beer podcast is the untapped reviews that say don't care for sours. One point well, five. Like, know, why did like, you
2: order a beer? Uh-huh.
1: You know how to read. That's why we put Hopefully those words. That there.
0: education is out there now, and it's not happening happening so much. But it definitely was. A th- it's been a thing it's for a while. Yeah, yeah. it's Even a thing. Like, I don't really like stouts, and so I ordered a ten yeah. percent uh, stout, and then you know, just don't rate it. Just don't rate right. it. Just just you know Yeah, why'd you order it though <laughs> no i get it i get it but yeah. you're not allowed to say that you're not yeah. allowed to let me say that yeah why'd you We're order it so, though yeah. asshole yeah
2: exactly yeah
0: so
1: it's all good it's uh, all no good.
0: this is this stuff is fun though i mean i love this stuff but i love the fact that uh, you said what you just said about hazys and going out there and visiting. That's a common story that I've gotten for that say you know I, I started off being this like, really this is a ridiculous idea. Why are we doing this? Then I went to Boston and then I was like, oh, okay, this yeah. is a this is not a lazy thing. This no. is not a this is not a it's poor hard. technique thing. Yeah. It's, it's a much harder a, day like, than most mm-hmm. days when I'm trying to do those. A much more expensive day, as far yeah. as I can tell, yeah. too, because hops are not cheap and, and grain. You know, the, you're adding like specialty malts and our specialty the grain, hops, I'm sure. The hops can kill you.
2: I mean, I don't yeah. know if it was around here exclusively, but I, I did find that um, people didn't know about that style when we opened in 2017.
0: Well, especially, yeah, in, in, in these pockets, um, you know, it was – like for me even specifically just and i tell this story all the time my listeners are probably like dude you fucking tell this every time you know you do, but like <laughs> hailstorm
2: like fast forward through this portion <laughs> yeah
0: hailstorm has like the new england they started doing the northeast style cloud series and that was my first I never had anything, uh, and I think I had Cumulus or like Stratus or one of their Nimbus, uh, one of their Cloud Series beers was my first kind of foray into a Northeast-style beer, and then I think like a couple of months later, I had like a Heady Topper that somebody gave me, Mm. and that's nothing that's nothing like what we're drinking now. You know, I didn't have Treehouse until, you know, down the way down the road, but then noon whistle started hitting that gummy series. And then all of a sudden you started to slowly see it come into the Chicago market. And then I had like corridor when corridor was making OG squeeze it and cosmic juice box. And I was like, Holy, oh, this is, this is what I'm talking yeah. about. Like this is, this is cool. You know? Yeah. We've been able to,
1: we've been able to watch that. I mean, just in the two, two years that we've been around that, that it has really gone from something kind of exotic to, you know, people come in and say, first you thing I need." Can't survive without them right yeah. now. I mean, I, don't give me your menu. Just tell me what your hazies are, and then we'll deal with. Yeah, the and other when's your next?
2: Stuff. And if it's, it's you know, annoying as annoying as that time.
0: is, but it's like it's, I get it. It's like that's fine. It you pays for real. This like, you
2: take, you know. these have taken over over the hazies, yeah. quite frankly.
0: That's super popular right now. Why wouldn't it? Look at my but, glass. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like how just, great is that? Just
1: it sort of looks
2: a little bit like a smoothie.
1: Well, I went outside with one the other day, and people walking by are just kind of like, "What is that?" You know, it's it it just looking at it makes you think.
0: Huh? So classic. Go, classic goza yeah. <laughs> has what? Like, like you're looking at what? Salt and like a coriander or no? Yeah. Does this, does this have salt and oh, coriander? Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. But it's just so much goddamn. There's so much fruit. Uh, to eat, you know. What is it? You said this was blackberry or black raspberry. This black is blackberry. 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 Yeah. yeah.
1: And so and and we're doing this. So that w- that was kettle soured. I, I brewed I brewed a goza. It's, it's kettle so soured. And so I have the base beer, and then we're we're just adding, literally unfermented blackberry puree or whatever
2: and so we have stickers in and case so you buy a beer yeah. i'm just gonna disclaimer got, yeah. keep it stickers. cold
0: keep it cold or it <laughs> big will. time i mean like yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna take a crawler of this home and then i'm gonna put it in my car at, yeah wait till it hits 90 or so yeah. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go shop i'm yeah. gonna be at the petco and the and tj, TJ Maxx for a while a, you better
2: then. plan a detail on your uh-huh. car the next day uh. <laughs> seriously
0: right I don't even like. I don't even know if I could take that home. If it takes me an hour and five minutes to get home, I'm not. I don't trust it. <laughs> we like, could, I'm sure we
2: could get an insulated bag. I don't even know you'll if you'll be, I'd be, be able okay to make for it. an hour or yeah, two.
0: But yeah. don't don't leave it in your trunk for a day or two, and
1: then mm-hmm. stick your head
0: in there to look around for something. <laughs> I, don't get me wrong i get it like some people don't know and it's like you know it's just something or maybe your husband asked you to pick it up and you're just like i'm to run i gotta go pick the kids up from school like that makes sense but like if you're a beer a beer guy and you fucking traveled out to this place to get this beer and you didn't think to make sure you kept it cold or or, or you didn't drink it for the first month that you had oh. it in the yeah yeah like that's that's unacceptable
3: to me it but,
0: is but no i get it like so this some people have a have a basis of of you know like this shit exploded on me. I didn't expect this. Yeah. Yeah. and then you're gonna get the guys that are like, well, people shouldn't be making these in the first place. They're an abomination. But, but really, that's the only way to get that. If you
1: want it that juicy, that's the only yeah. way to do it. Because I've done, you know, I fermented fruit, and that's great too. But it's much more it's delicious. Like, gives you that flavor. It but actually, although tart's the body's de- not there. No,
2: tart's desire was, but I not mean, like that. It wasn't like quite that. as juicy no. as this. But you it get, was. You
1: get the essence of the fruit, but like the body goes away. Beer. The sweetness goes away. You're you're more into uh, more traditional sour yeah. territory there.
0: And then you just get a dollop so. of whipped cream floating around. And then you got the f-
1: yeah. whipped cream, which is just like, all right, we if we're that's gonna an Instagram
0: thing though. That like ma- it looks so sexy it's when you fun. do that. It's fun. Like it's I don't know if it's bringing anything to the beer for me, but you know,
2: it does. I I actually put it on the bottom and then pour the beer on top, and then it mixes mm, it a little kind bit. Of brings it in. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, at the very end you get a slug of just yeah. Like sweet I'm okay with that cream. I have you know? No problem
3: with
2: that. I, one yeah. of our, yeah. our regulars who's a really supportive, great guy, Teddy, his son, who actually took his first crap ever in the Roaring Table bathroom. Look at that. Sweaty Teddy's yep.
0: kid doing exactly. <laughs> taking his first dump <laughs> in the Roaring Table bathroom. So shout out to
2: Teddy. Yeah, Tony's son, Teddy. Tony's son, yep. Teddy. Yeah, I think. I'm, I could be wrong. I could okay. be Tony's wrong. Tony's son, Teddy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, I think he's two or three, but he was, you know, he was digging the whipped cream. Yesterday, of course, why not?
0: Yeah, you got that on. uh, Like my kids when when they were when they were littler, yeah, grandma and grandpa. Every time they'd open up the fridge, my kids would come running (laughs) to the fridge, get a quick little (laughs) shot of ready whip to the face, and then boom, moving on. Yeah,
2: happy days well my i i mean i guess i'm a bad dog owner but i don't go to starbucks very often but <laughs> yeah the, the puppuccinos the pup, pup cup or whatever uh, it's called yeah, yeah puppuccino i know but some yeah. folks that do that
0: quite often yeah
2: i well my dogs the first time ever just a couple of weeks ago had the pup cup and then at first they were like what is this this isn't meat i don't want this and then they were both like digging it
0: <laughs> i have an 11 month old 85 pound chocolate labrador and oh he, wow he doesn't get it. He doesn't get anything yet because he doesn't. We don't give him any table scraps. And I, wow. I, I sous vide uh, some porterhouses the other day, and it had chunks on the cutting board that I threw one in his bowl, and he just let it sit there for really like hour, an hour. I'm
2: like, I wouldn't even go. I'm don't like, even you go, don't go even there, know, then, dude. Like, I wouldn't this is even good. go there. Like as a as we we've had yeah, dogs. Because they and learn. And oh then, man.
1: And then it becomes a nightmare. Yep. of yours. Yep.
0: Oh. Yeah, I had that. I've, I've had those dogs too. The ones that were just like, table oh, we food. have a I beagle. Everything about your yeah. table food.
1: Yeah. Get, get out of my way, uh, We yeah.
2: have a beagle who will like climb up and like literally try to eat it out of your hand. <laughs> Last night we were having a charcuterie board, and I don't know what she got up, climbed up on the coffee table, and just oh. gobbled one, something. One. I want a
0: charcuterie board yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for bringing it. Oh, up. sorry. No, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Yeah, this is this is awesome. This this Thank is you. something that's gonna make people drive to Lake Zurich for you know, that, that aren't anywhere near here. Uh so hopefully I'll have enough ears listen to this. That you're gonna have a bunch of people and, and you're well, probably gonna run out.
1: Well, and any- what's fun is we can do you know, we're basically every week we're doing a different fruit. And and it, after we go through all our fruits we'll start doing combos of fruits. Mm-hmm. And uh it's just fun to have something, you know. The People rapid, like variety. The variety really thing, you know, you, you can do that up to a point out of out of fermenters, but at some point you got to start cobbling stuff together on the side. And uh, this this is kind We've of... We've just
2: been doing these keg by keg.
0: Yeah. Have you... Uh, so you're fruiting each keg separately? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but, you know, because I, that, that we, this has been a discussion that's come up. It's kind of a newer discussion... Uh, for me and it really hasn't made its way to the airwaves yet it's just from being in the tap room for me working at crafted and mokina just kind of been coming up in conversation Uh, something that i hadn't really thought about much but um the kind of downside of um of not packaging and not canning stuff is it's like some of these people are so hardcore now it's like if you don't give them a a tangible like can, something that they can trade right. or, or right. you know, sell or, I mean, drink too. Don't get me wrong. Not everybody's selling and trading everything they sure. got, you know, but it's like something like this, this is something that if you put this in cans, like if you guys, I'm sure you guys are familiar with 450 down in, yeah, mm-hmm. 450 North yep. down in Indianapolis, South of Indianapolis. But I mean, I had the blue raspberry smoothie XL, 8% Berliner, you know, just over fruited with blackberry and, and. Uh, blue raspberry and it's just as this is every bit as good what I'm drinking right now and people are lining up for hours and hours and hours just to get cans of this but they do that and and that's
2: but they just put I don't how do they, they have I mean they throw
0: four of them out there every do they have anything on their cans week. every other saying, week be careful with this or yeah keep cold drink okay. fresh
1: Keep so fresh. they're doing the
0: same thing, pre-printed on their labels. I yeah. mean, more, yeah. more did the fruited series when Sean was there. I mean, they're still doing it, but but were Sean they sold there, those like in
2: mass production or they just did crowlers?
0: They're no, those are those are, are going into four wow. pack, sixteen ounce. But they're selling they're selling they're them selling right then and, them then and there that yeah. day Fold. out of their tap room. Yeah. They don't hit distro. Uh, yeah. They're gone within the hour or two, whatever, from the eleven a.m. start yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, we
2: would we could do that out of you know we're we're hoping to sort of do this pilot project thing that I was mentioning, and we could sell that. Out of there, well, I'd probably, we'd probably literally probably just sell it right out of the pilot You'd project. have to do
0: that so small batch right off the bat, though. Yeah. I mean. Yeah.
2: Well, they're, they have 10 and 20 barrel fermenters there. Yeah. Um,
0: I'd just be scared to, like, to be in there. Like 450's built this thing for over the last couple right. of years with these smooth, like year or whatever. This smoothie right. thing has been so hot. But I'm just saying, quality-wise, like this is every bit as good as what that is. That's, you know, it's, thank it's, you. it's Yeah, thanks. Yeah, something that's our driving trade markets and everything in the beer world. Uh, you yeah. guys have it right here in your tap room. That's fantastic. Well, you
1: know, we uh, we always felt like there's no reason why we can't have a lot of good stuff around here, and uh, you know, that's that's been our goal in terms of variety, in terms of uh, you know, I I enjoy sharing stuffed with people who haven't experienced that you know whether it's something as simple as a kolsch or something kind of goofy like this i mean it's fun to be able to say hey we're we're your local shop so come here and find out what's new because this is the only place you're really going to get it and and we've taken a lot of care and effort making it and so if you if you kind of have like tony tony comes in and says i i trust you just you know, yeah. Give, give me whatever yeah. you got. That's new. I, I'll try it. You know, and that that I'm, that makes me feel good.
0: Those are the guys I hate and love at the same time. But for for me, as it, being in the tap room, it's. Multiple beers from other places, you know. For you, it's your beer, so yeah. it's like, yeah, you trust everyone on there. So people, are, but when people are like, hey, just surprise me, yeah, you're I like, like I, have, I don't. Especially yeah. with, as being a podcaster and a question asker, I'm like, I want to be like, what do you like? What well, have you? Like? Yeah, what don't you yeah like? what then do you give them you a know? sour or something, uh-huh. they
2: hate it, and they're like, yeah, oh, I like, I hate but
0: this. you told me whatever, like, no, yeah. no, I trust you. I'm like, shit. <laughs> I
1: don't and also really old, old, like, uh, a warm night.
0: old style would be a surprise. <laughs> mm. Nothing wrong with that. A Natter Days now. That's the house. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what the kids so like. that's so weird. The kids like the Natter I don't days. even know what that you is. Know what? I love Natter Days. I gotta, what is I, it? I, it's it's just an artificially flavored version of Natural Light, basically. That's but see, strawberry like, I lemonade. I don't even
2: know what Natural I don't know what that is. Yeah. So Natural
0: Light is like your Keystone or your Bud Light or, you know, it's, it's a. I
2: was drinking craft beer. It was, a, yeah. <laughs> in, in, college. Co- in
0: college, it was a cheap, you know, it was a cheap 30 pack for. Ten bucks, we, uh, I, Natty Light would be what they referred to it as. Now, now they've all of a sudden made a pink can with flamingos yeah, on it. you I, tried had that. Had that strawberry I Strawberry lemonade. Yeah. I have a limited it's number of
1: uh, liver cells left to donate to this <laughs> this hobby, and so I choose not to donate them you. to that. But
2: yeah, I mean, I went to school at, in Madison, and I don't know if you Camp Randall. Been, yeah, some, uh, the Great Dane um, was a, a brew pub that brewed all their own beer, and like they opened, I think. When I was going to school up there, that was so in 1847. Yeah, exactly. It was I 1847. Um, yeah. but no, I I drank craft beer in college. Because, That's impressive. Yeah, be- well, I
0: would drink Ke- I drank Keystone, Red yeah. Stripe, maybe. Well, I didn't. I, d- I don't
2: think I drank beer in the quantities that like either of you two <laughs> drank beer. You know, I'm <laughs> How like dare always you been a little bit of a Yeah, you don't okay. know Joe. Well, well no, but you know. I know a lot of it. I'm just you know, I, if you're gonna buy that, I'm Western assuming that you're gonna University? drink a lot of it. No. <laughs> Macomb.
0: Yes, absolutely, Macombie homies. Yep. I was I was there, not good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I went to camp there once, I, like a cheerleading camp.
0: Oh, nice! There you go, cheerleading camp down
2: there. Cheerleading camp.
0: Macomb's a strange, strange place. I wonder if they probably have breweries now. They probably have a bunch. Everywhere of Everywhere has breweries. Up. It feels like it. It's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, up here though, you got Lake Zurich Brewing's, kind of new newer, yep. and then you guys, and what's the other closest stuff to you Flesk. guys right now? You got the boys the the o'brien folk
2: Yep, and then crystal lake um mickey Finns, great friends of well, ours crystal
0: lake crystal lake brewing is
2: that crystal yep. lake brewing yep. um and then they're, we've got the wild onion which has been there a while um yep. they're super close uh wild has been around for a while yeah know, yeah for sure they're just right down 22. um and then we have in mundelein tight head
1: tight head of course Yep. Um, yep.
2: they're all Graze over lake. shelves Gray's Lake, there's light the lamp, light the and lamp. then only mm-hmm. child up in Gurney. There's, uh, I, there's like a great little community. I w- and then I mean Lucky Monk in in Barrington.
1: There's the the side lot place in Wakanda. Yep. I
2: mean, I actually a- think that we there's I you mean, know if if you're if you're out in the Lake County area, there's like you could definitely hit up you know five five breweries.
0: That's the trend. I mean, everybody wants to kind of yeah. hit like a circuit. You know, yeah, like yeah. where I'm at over there, it's like you have. Storm, Sound Growler, 350, you know, you can hit all these places. The Open Bottle, uh, Crafted. There's there's so many places you can hit as a craft beer lover all in one day and seven minutes apart from all, all of them. Yeah. It's, it's something that's kind of... Taken over, I think, for a lot of people, they love doing that. Yeah, yeah. they do
2: like, t- especially now with the passport too. With the oh yeah, yeah, that's it's. it's I had like a couple huge. come
0: in with 40 done in the first weekend. Like, wow. Holy shit! They just they maybe they're just drinking
2: tasters. Or no,
0: 33, 33. They did in, in a weekend. Wow, not uh, in the work for that, though, right? Well, you yeah. you, you few at 55, it's like. You can hit everything: skeleton yeah. key, Miskatana. I mean, there's yeah. so much stuff just on that corridor of 55 in the southwest suburbs.
2: There's also um, out here. Scor- I'm just trying to think of like scorchers. scorchers they're yeah. really good.
0: We were just there a couple Saturdays ago.
2: Yep.
1: So no. yeah, there's there's things happening here now.
0: now. What were some of the What were some of the beers that inspired you guys, man? What were some of the ones that you used to drink that you were like, oh, huh, I want to make something like this"? Or well, That's for me, for my
1: story is always like. If I have a, if I get shipwrecked on a desert island, I'm taking cold cartons of uh, Cezanne Dupont. That's just, that to me is the beer that I want to have, if that's the only beer I can ever have. Just easy drinking. Each one tastes a little bit different than the last. There's, there's, depending on your mood, you get, you get hay, but you get lemons, you get pepper, you get a little funk, you get, I get, I get lemon meringue sometimes. It's just like gorgeous. I mean... So that's the one that that's my dream beer
0: um, <laughs> dream beer uh
2: i like uh I'm trying to think i Chaco Vesa was kind of a game changer for like i love that that beer stone right yep yep um a good
0: beer
1: yeah. yeah
2: and so that was we we had a beer that we kind of made inspired Cause we were kind by of that. we
1: were kind of behind the curve with uh some of the the you know the stouts that the things that are happening with stouts.
0: You're sitting uh, in the Irish kind of.
1: Yeah, kinda you know, I can drink Guinness for a long time, you know. Sitting in that Irish vein. So, but when she, she got that at the uh, Plank
0: Road, right? Yeah, a couple plank of Road.
2: Four or five years That's ago. That's a great spot. Oh, for it is. It's right so there, cool. Man. I've never yeah. heard
0: a bad word about that place. Yeah. It's, a, it's people fun. People love yeah. Plank and Road. And it's you like, look.
2: it's created these offshoots. Like, the, I think the Jeremy, the taproom manager, now, Riverlands Riverlands now, now he's at right? Riverlands. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great guy. Jeremy
0: Teal, right? Yep. And yeah. then I
2: think So Hopped, which just opened, which we haven't been there yet. Um, the other, somebody else from Plank Road. So that's kind of been, you know, a lot, a few taproom managers of breweries have come from there, but yeah, that's a great spot. I mean, because I used to work out that way and we, you know, we looked at spaces out, out in, in the two Dundees and we went to Plank Road several times and they, they do a lot of stuff, right. And it's just such a cool space in the summer. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just beautiful, but, um, Chaco Vesa, and then I've always really been into sours. So
0: agreed. Got my wife in the game. That was yeah. my wife was like, "This is stupid." And then she had hailstorms first anniversary golden sour, and she fell in love with it. And then now, now she drinks everything. You know, now yeah. she loves it all. But
1: I, I was, I always think that uh, Cuvee Rene from Lindemans is one of the, the great underrated oh beers. Oh yeah, that was um, how I got into sour. What a beautiful. I mean, it, it's a, it's a true. A true goose, right? Like one, two, and three year blended lambics and, and it's something you can go down and get for twelve bucks or something. Just there. No lines, mm-hmm. just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I've had the other ones that are that are people, you know, can't get. And but can I trade for it? Right? No. Yeah. <laughs> and it and this beer is is. Mm, yeah. It's I mean good. it's mm
2: the new Glaris beers what was it it's the cherry oh yeah that was a cherry oh, tart. yeah belgian red yeah so and, uh, i i was drinking those almost in like college yeah um, strawberry serendipity is new and newer, but the yeah. yeah i think that it was the cherry and so i always loved those i mean we would wisconsin be, uh, belgian red isn't that th- i yeah. think that's the belgian red like I a long time ago it. um they would, we would be able to get Glarus in Mundelein at uh at the beer store there was a
0: window of time when they did I remember that yeah. yeah and see my f- wife's family's always had a small place in Mosany like for 50 some odd years you know so they, they her dad would bring back spotted cow all the time yeah and that's spotted where I kind of was like okay this is not Bud Light not you know Miller whatever it is it was that beer and then like the I ended up having a friend that started working for Loganitas before they built out here he was doing some like wrapping uh, stuff for them you know when they started to bring their beer out here and then they were building the place in Pilsen. And that's when I really was, like, getting into hops and things like that and going heavier. So that's kind of where I kind of cr- crawled into the scene between New Glarus and Loganita is what got me uh, really into the scene.
1: Yeah, we've been drinking uh, Spotted Cow. We've done the tour there. It's, it's like I always say it's like a church. It's so it's, beautiful. It but uh, so Dan Carey at the end uh, was talking. People were asking about Spotted Cow. And he's like, well, that pays our bills, you know. And, you know, they're trying to get them to kind of – neg spotted cow a little bit and he's not going to, he's not going there but uh, but afterwards when we were just chatting I did notice that he was drinking two women and I, I concur with that very much That's such Our neighbor
2: a, calls it two bitches Which is
1: kind of weird he but is,
3: <laughs>
2: He is a rude, That's
1: so rude He's per a percent. very rude man Right. But it's such a beautiful <laughs> beer I mean, what a, like, you know, lagers are another thing that really, really are you know, when
0: done nicely like that I just think, oh because I always, yeah, I always two women hop skip like that fat squirrel. Some of their kind of staples that you can get anywhere at a gas station. They're yeah, there's all really well done beers, well made. Road slush, I think, is one of them. Yeah, or something
1: like that.
2: Yeah, there. I think it. I mean, but the idea
1: that that I get a lot of people who think, oh well, loggers, loggers are just you know they think that all loggers are just sort of you know Bud Miller Coors sort of something you look down on. And I always, I always have to say, wait, wait, loggers are like the pinnacle of the beer world you know i mean just because you didn't hear
0: they're yeah. the, they're the new that they're the the projected trend every year that's the, the pilsner tr- isn't know. that true every i say year. the same thing you just said and people go no no this yeah, year yeah this year but i love them oh I, god mean, they're so good hailstorm has been yeah rushing i had and that they're their house uh, hellas yeah their chesky pilsner your chesky temmy like they're they're just killing it right now. Yeah. The hotel Life, their premium the Mexican lager.
1: Like. And, and it's so cool to see them, you know, because, you know, I think it almost takes some courage to, to put those in packages and, and oh, they're hope they're their foot down. Yeah, <laughs> good for them, uh-huh. you know.
0: Well, they've built a reputation. They've built a trust and now they're now they're using that yeah. they're cashing in a little bit that's of right. that and saying like yeah check out these sixteen ounce cans that are coming yeah. off off our lines mm-hmm. on the regular now and then, you know they made a couple milkshakes recently sure. that they do obviously the Vlad series is huge for them and but they are uh, Brandon and Steve are not afraid to get in get and tell you what 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 they want to do and
2: they're really into those Viper glasses lately. oh my God that's
0: Alex loving good oh you have wait to properly credit no I know they yeah. all have them yeah but but credit Alex loving good for brickstone brewing because yeah. he is the one that Lane pushed, pushed is the, viper the pit, pit? Vipers, pit, pit viper. vipers oh yeah i actually own a pit viper shirt because of them uh <laughs> alex i was like alex i'm not worthy of the glasses yet but i did buy a shirt to kind of just yeah. show the love so they're, they're, I think uh, Alex picked it up for some brewers across the country that some of the, I think there was a group, I can't remember which brewery it was, but they're all wearing these like Macho Man, Randy Savage, like mirrored you they know, like, glasses. They're like the mirrored company glasses that are, like, Viper. old people wear.
2: Like wear. Like <laughs> the, like the, you're, the, you're picturing <laughs> them
0: as blue blockers. I'm yeah. picturing them no, as no, Macho no, Man, I know Randy that, Savage. But
2: like, yeah, I guess I, <laughs> yeah, they're not black.
0: <laughs> so I think uh, when I talked to Alex last, he said that um, he's spurned like 45 orders for pit viper since he started uh, <laughs> putting them all over his instagram account so now brandon banbury and steve own like between them like 15 pairs brandon's wife's wearing them now the kids are wearing you them. you don't or. have
2: any idea what i'm talking about so these
0: are all like uh this is like that group of guys like the the flesh guys and uh, they're yeah. surrounded by idiots yeah. you know the they have, yep, uh-huh. yeah. so they're uh <laughs> they, they all no
2: he doesn't know about the glasses these. oh yeah yeah
0: just give, give pit viper has one of the best websites ever it's like a retail website you know go in there and it's all like a picture of like your 90s you know colors and splash oh, yeah. and all yeah, that yeah. stuff but they're they're wet. like the first time i went to their website there's a picture of like a person going off a ski jump and it says like fuck your friends buy pit vipers for yourself <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> and there's just a series of different mirrored shades and it's it's pretty hilarious and they just kind of made it like their own thing i feel some irony involved <laughs> <Yeah>. somewhere <laughs> in that mix <laughs> these are the things that i love about uh about the beer world like these guys just all of a sudden just this is yeah, what they, they do random. now yeah. just yeah. goofy you know yeah. it, it's it's what i think the romantic side of like the consumer like they like to look in and see like that's what you were talking about like it must be so much fun to be a brewer yeah <laughs> yeah
1: that's the instagram side of our lives mm-hmm. it's yeah. a very
0: small part of uh, <laughs> everything yeah those guys are having a good time though. yeah I, no i, I sure. enjoy that uh so what what kind of other you guys mentioned like food trucks things like that you guys do kind of that do you do like the yoga and the you know like uh, all the other stuff in the space
2: Yeah we we were doing monthly yoga our yoga instructor um who has a great following and is she's amazing she is it's possibly giving birth like at the moment <laughs> I mean she <laughs> Good she, luck Yeah exactly good luck Jesse um so we're gonna go that's gonna go on hiatus over the summer um but uh, you know once a month on monday nights we had we have a pretty steady group of people that come each time Um, i'm trying to think we do a lot of like we did this crazy donut pairing um we've Mm. done it three times there's a great donut shop in uh west dundee called uh craft donuts and coffee and they're like taking over the world. They're opening like three other shops. No shit. Yeah, and they, but they, I mean, they have a legit, like, really talented pastry chef there, and she, they, they came out, tasted the beers, and they like literally made donuts that they had never made before to go along with their beers. So I think we're gonna do another one of those this summer. We just did a. We like working with like small, independently owned, you know, other businesses that we sort of feel match well with us. Like we, we just did a pairing um, with this. Barbecue company called Fire and Smoke. We did. They made. They actually took our beer and you know marinated the meat in it and stuff like that. Wow, we did like a slider beautiful. pairing.
0: Would they do like a stout or something or an yeah. oatmeal stout? Yeah.
2: Or yeah. Or
1: yeah. Oh, that, I think it was the Irish. Yeah, the they Irish did, stout.
2: and they yeah with burnt ends. Very cool. Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to think what we else. Do, well, we
1: do. So there's the the trivia Chicago trivia guys. Oh yeah, that's on Thursday nights. Oh, yeah, yeah. We we we've been doing bingo in house. Yeah. We so we we have that, a regular. Uh, and then the painting of dogs. Oh
2: yeah, so we, the right? one painting thing
0: of dogs—not yeah. literally <laughs> <laughs> painting the dog. Yeah, we don't paint but the painting dog. painting of dogs. Yeah, yeah. so
2: okay. we yeah. we're big into to dogs. Um, Who
0: isn't? Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are. And so, so we, l-
1: we do a, We also do a uh, a beer that we we donate uh, a bunch of the money to four different res- rescue groups. Yeah. Right so oh, last year cool.
2: last year we paired with um, Bombshell Bullies, Newman Nation, uh... Second City, and then oh, Live Like Rue. So we we paired with those four organizations, and they had adoption
1: we, events on our patio. Yeah, in September. It was in the, it was in the it fall. Was in sep- so uh, we definitely dog-centric. Yeah,
2: but you made a beer called Who Rescues Who. Who rescues who? And every yeah. two fifty from every pint um, went back to these dog rescues. So when we were at, we we sold out of that batch, I think, like literally right before Giving Tuesday, um, and so. We handed out a check for five thousand dollars to the four rescues. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. on uh, in and around Giving Tuesday. So that was, that was
1: sad.
0: this We'd whole episode yeah. could have been about dogs and probably get yeah. better. yeah but probably get more well, listeners. We'd well,
1: we, we know more about it probably too. Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: I'm,
1: I'm like, what's this uh, viper? Viper? No. It's this viper viper pit <laughs> pit
2: vipers. But um, so yeah, we we're planning on doing that again this year. Um, and our one year anniversary will be in September, and so two we two years, I believe. Two years. Sorry, it feels like hundred years. It feels years, not like one. hundred years. <laughs> So yeah. we, uh, we'll do that again with the beer, and and around that, we've been doing these dog paint-and-sip classes that are run by... Paint-and-sip, that's yeah. what it is. So you basically yeah. send this gal, um, we're doing, there's one coming up, I think in a couple of weeks, actually, if you look on her Facebook page. Um, you send her a picture of your dog, she sketches it yes, out on a canvas. Yes, I've totally seen this yeah. lady, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's uh, Trina Maybe, is, is her name, and they co- You know, we get about 40 people here. It might not be Trina. It is Trina.
1: Trina maybe though. Yeah. Uh, I see what he did g-ding, there. G-ding, it g-ding, took me a second. Yep. It took me a second. You're so sharper. It's yeah. a a sharper joke. than we are. I'm a, I'm a dad dog, so that's a dad, yeah. dad dog. Yeah. Dog, yeah. dog dog dad. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so that's fun. I mean, unfortunately we have a food license, so I mean, fortunately for people who want food, we have a food license, but we can't allow pets in the space. Yeah. So that that's no, but kind of a on patio, on the patio, the patio we're pet friendly. Patio. Yeah.
0: That's a patio we didn't, we didn't even talk about that. I mean, cuz that one of the things I looked at, I think maybe when I went to figure out where you guys were at, uh, Google Maps, I think there were some pictures. The patio is really impressive visually, I think. Oh, when thank it's you. When there's people, you know, right now there's stuff covering it. Sure. are not open right now. Yeah. So, right. But man, it looks like a really cool spot.
1: Well, for, uh, you know, for where we're at, I you, I think what, especially we, so the grasses start growing out of those planters and you kind of, again, forget a little bit of where you're at and you yeah. just kind of, the sun's coming in and you're drinking beer and like, hey. It's this a little beer garden. It's not too bad. It
0: is. Yeah. It's like a little mini beer garden. It's yeah. really cool.
2: Yeah. And we went with the German-style beer garden table. So it's like we've actually, you know, the communal thing has is a little bit odd in the suburbs for people, but it definitely has finally caught on, and you'll get, like, strangers sitting together like, oh, my God, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the best. I don't want to sit with a stranger. People have um, to be getting
0: used to that by now. I so think they are. Think I, think they are. Yeah.
2: I think they are. I think they are. I mean, I have to put
0: down my phone.
2: Damn yeah. It. Well, you don't really. You could no. sit next to a stranger and stare yeah, your just
0: phone. Just back to back.
2: Yeah. scroll. That's <laughs> called
1: dinner at our house, isn't it? It's, uh, I hope not. No. <laughs> well, I
0: guess you guys are probably dealing with business stuff. Um. Uh, not, yeah, just Instagram, not just no, Instagram. Like, yeah. A lot
2: just staring of texting. No. A lot of texting. Um. But yeah, the patio is. We we put that together last summer, so it's not even quite a year old. Um. Prior to that, my dad had built these really cool pallet wood boxes, but they were.
1: And we sold those to uh, red red. Uh, Door? Red barn, red, barn? red, red arrow? arrow. There's no. a there's a brewery in Mount in, Prospect. No,
2: I think it's in just maybe or it's in, yeah. I don't remember. Anyhow, anyway, another mm. brewery took those. <laughs> they went took to a those, good, yeah. good place. They so. bought those. My 82 nice. year old dad had had. Made those. Damn. Yeah, he goes and gets our yeast, so that's kind of fun. Yeah, Um,
1: he's very popular at Omega. Yeah, I was going to say Omega, Omega. hanging out with Lance, uh, Lance, them boys over at. Omega. Yeah, my dad,
2: he's eighty-two, and he brings his uh, seventeen-year-old Jack Russell down to Omega. God, what in the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) A
0: seventeen-year-old Jack Russell. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I always figured those
0: guys go so hard, all they they run out of gas eventually. But seventeen years old. Yeah. Old and older. So I, I'm.
2: I don't know if this has ever happened to you but I have a conference call.
0: <laughs> oh, no, oh, don't worry can about it. Can I hop it. off get, for, just, get, for Yeah, a jump on bit. the conference okay. call. We can
2: we, that, we can I start
0: closing <laughs> it out. No, no big no, no. deal. Oh, wanna,
1: yeah. I'm
2: sorry. I don't want to close it out. You can keep talking <laughs> well, to late. Is that okay? That's fine. Yeah. Okay.
1: I'm I'm uh, you know, if you have any other stuff but oh. <laughs> you know there's more beer i'm good at drinking beer i got i think
0: i got like a heart out by like maybe two thirty. i need to walk out this door to make sure to get ready for like little league and all that nice. so we got little league. we got dance rehearsal the dog needs to go to the vet at yeah. four or something so let's see what traffic looks like exactly but, but uh, so is there any uh how were you initially when I mean, you said the first Beers were 2017 here. Yep, first opening and all that. So were were you like? Were you new going in at that time in 2017? Like I'm gonna brew some hazies. I'm gonna brew some New England style IPAs going in.
1: I think uh, I want to say it was the fifth batch I brewed was a hazy IPA. So I knew after that trip, kind of
0: like I have to do this, or were you kind of like, you know, I want, I want to do this. I want to like.
1: Well, so we had gone out and tasted those beers at Treehouse at, at that little barn that they had. And uh and then went it and then went and drank at Hill Farmstead and it's just like holy cow. I knew I wanted to make beers like that or at least try to. And so that was that was in the first five or six batches. Um, but the very first thing I had to do was fill up that fooder. So I had to do two batches of Cezanne for the fooder and then
0: Wait, that's what you did the that was the first thing you did? Oh yeah. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Was that basic personal preference? Like I, I just love Cezans. I just well, wanna put this I wanna get this fooder filled up.
1: I didn't want that. S- food are sitting there empty for any longer than it had to. So, you know, and I had, I inoculated that with uh, all the Brett's from Omega and some pediococcus from them. And then all these dregs I had collected over time from my favorite, you know, Belgian beers. And I just, I knew that once that got up and rolling, it's kind of self-sufficient. Now it's basically reached that point where I don't, I don't have to add anything other than uh, more Cezanne into it. So I kind of work on a Solera with that. I pull off some and then... When I get about half empty, I'll, I fill it back up with another batch of.
0: Sun. Oh my God! You just educated me with like one word. Tell me, tell me more. I, I always see the Solera. Yeah. Like, okay, so what? Give a better ex- explanation, I guess, of what that is. My
1: understanding of Solera is that you're just never emptying the vessel. You're so like, uh, like, like in Port Portugal, they they will actually transfer from like the oldest barrel down to the newest barrel. But each barrel maintains some of the original liquid. So if you have a barrel from 150 years ago, at least some of that is is 150 year old liquid. But holy shit! <laughs> the, but the general idea is just you know don't empty the the vessel, take it halfway down and then refill it. Uh huh. And so you're kind of it's a like perpetual motion machine kind of
0: thing. So for you, are you changing the tweaking that saison that you're filling refilling it with, or is I
1: have used different yeasts mm-hmm. and stuff, but the basic idea of a, of a blonde. Base beer has stayed the same uh, because I think all the work is being done by the b- bugs in there.
0: What's a so. what's a what's a grain bill, hot bill like of a saison look like? What's, what's kind of like because I think most people understand a little bit about what goes into a big stout and what goes into a big IPA or something, but not so many people. Like, what kind of things are we are, are telltale signs of a saison?
1: Well, I mean. What's neat about Cezanne is that the definition is just so wide open. I mean, it, uh, originally the, the, the definition of Cezanne was whatever somebody had on hand to make, make it with, right? However, I think that it, um, if you ask people today, m- most people would agree that it's a, it's a fairly light barley malt base with, with wheat or oats or rye or spelt or you know whatever you happen to have. Yeah. And so most of mine are uh, oats, wheat, and Pilsner malt just, just to make it nice and light and uh, give it some of that a little bit of those dextrins. Straw,
0: color. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then the bread, you know, the bread can work on even small, you know, bits and pieces of sugar that are left over. Because they they usually, I ferment in stainless first. So it goes into the food or pretty, pretty dry.
0: So uh, when you're fermenting in the stainless, how long, how long is that process? going to be similar to like your IPA, like 10, 14 days, somewhere in that ballpark? I mean,
1: I use, I've been using that Sazenstein's Monster from uh, Omega, which is that hybrid... Belgian and French yeast. Okay. And uh, it's usually done fermenting in three days. I'll give it another it's one of those. okay. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'll, I like to crash it out halfway so that it's a little bit less yeasty going into the fooder, but I could easily do it in t- a 10 days probably mm-hmm. if necessary. And the first batch is, I think I put in one hop pellet per batch. <laughs> you just, you know, just throw it just in to there. Make sh- I, I think there's some rule that says you're supposed to have some hops in beer, <laughs> but uh, I wanted the lacto to have a chance to kind of get established before uh and then since then i've been using more bi- more normal saisons that have uh you know maybe 45 or 50 bu in them because i figure it's it's kind of it's good and tart now so i don't mind uh hitting it with a little bit of uh alpha acids and stuff
0: okay so are you uh are you trying like dry hopped you know you see some of these dry hopped yeah. ones there or- yeah
1: i did a. Uh, Some of the earlier stuff that I came out of there with, uh, I put into, uh, like, third-use year uh, bourbon barrels with dry hops. And the hop expression is completely different. It's really neat. I know that, you know, Almanac does that and Upland does some of that stuff. But I find that the sour beer pulls different kinds of characters from the hops. It's, like, really, really bright citrus as opposed to that more, like... You know, I hate to use it, but ju- there's a juicier yeah. citrus in a in an IPA and the, yeah. in the sour beers. It's very very bright. It's almost like, uh, like almost champagne like.
0: Okay. You know? Yeah.
1: Uh, so, it's fun. It's it's a it's a pain in the uh, pain in the ass to get into a keg without pulling a bunch of hop.
0: Oh yeah. Crap. yeah that's right.
1: But uh, but it's 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 neat. So, uh,
0: explain the fooder to people. I mean, that's it, the the re, the base behind it is. To get, pull off some of that oak flavoring? Or yeah, to, to oak. Me, I mean,
1: to me, I, you know, I, it's just a, it's a really big barrel, right? And it, and it's, the staves are very thick. It's sturdy. They're supposed to be used. Basically, if you take care of them, they can be used forever. Um, you know, like New Belgium has, like, I think they have the largest fooder uh, warehouse in the, in the country. And some of those are 120 years old, but uh, basically I think it, it, it is, it allows a very limited amount of oxygen to pass through the wood so you're oxidizing at a very kind of low and controlled rate so um which obviously plays a role in that evolution of all those cultures that are living in there mm-hmm. but to, you know i had that so fooder crafters is in st louis and they ask you how much how much char you want in there and then they also ask you how much uh steaming you want because they, they can steam it and kind of neutralize that that real oakiness or you can leave it less steamed and get a lot of oak out of it and i kind of ch- i asked i talked to him for a while i said i you know i want something like uh what they're doing at uh what is it uh side project and uh the other one those guys um but so it was fairly uh fairly neutral there's a light light char and then steam pretty heavily so i wouldn't get a whole lot of that oak character so to me it's really just a, a it's a, a microbe vessel it it it's uh-huh. a souring vessel I, I think of it as the mothership and then everything Almost everything. Occasionally, I'll, I'll keg off straight up food or beer, but most of the time, i go into wine barrels with other things like fruit or hops okay. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, but it's it's cool. I think that, you know, that's the other thing we saw when we were out east. We saw lots of those. And I'm a, I'm always surprised that there's there's not as many of these out here. I mean, I know that some, you know, Off Color just recently got a yeah. three or four big ones. It's got a I bunch think. of them,
0: yeah, now. Yeah. I mean, I know Brandon's got a couple over at Hailstorm and then yeah. Brandon over at... Workforce, they have them. Chris Betts. I know is huge with like Wilds and Sours. Yeah, he's got a cool ship and all that. Yeah, and obviously you got your dovetail and. Mm-hmm.
1: I think that you know the, anybody who's doing cool ships should probably have a few of those. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, it, they just seem like such a natural fit for uh, a sour program. We we don't have a cool ship. Uh, it's not something that I can really realistically. Not right eat. now. Yeah, <laughs> but but someday because I you know sour beers are so so fun. Oh so yeah. So interesting. Yeah.
0: So. It's it's such a fun thing to introduce people to too. I love that kind of transitioning people to it because that first time you always you're guaranteed that face after they oh, take yeah. the first sip and it's
1: and the word too is really you know it, somebody should come up with a better word sour I, beer it's Mix just culture yeah Mix culture and then they're like what what are you talking about
0: cultures Cultured. are for the doctor yeah
1: know. right do right it. and tart like tart isn't quite right either you know um, so but but. Once, once people kind of get on board with it, you get some really enthusiastic people. Kind of,
0: well, there's a good spectrum too. I mean, like you talked about this one, the, the Goza. You know, it's like these are kind of like intro almost. or Like yeah. we, you talked about kettle souring at first, which yep. that's a different process. You know, that people don't seem to understand that either. I mean, Yeah. It's that. As my understanding is, like the pro that kettle sour process is kind of like like a safer way to kind of incorporate sours just, into a brewery. You know, it's, without, it's
1: lactobacillus. I I use yogurt. You know, so I always say, you know that you know how it, like the unfruited part of the yogurt cup uh, is tangy. That's that's the same tang that you're going to get out of a, a kettle sour. I'm literally using the same the same lacto for mm-hmm. my kettle sour. so people can kind of wrap their heads around. Oh yeah, yogurt, I get it. And then when we talk about mixed cultures, you know, then you start talking about Brettanomyces, which is kind of like, is it is it horse blanket or is it no, cherry? Horse blanket, you know, I love that. and it's like then a lot of people are like, what? Why would you ever say the word? you know farmyard or manure mm. yeah, to you me. You get like a barnyard you know? flavor yeah. off of it? You know, like
0: no, no, it's horse blanket. It's yeah. horse blanket. Yeah. Right? Horse blanket.
1: So uh, it's it's a bit of an acquired thing, but, funky. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean there are fucking festivals now dedicated to right. it. I mean like Penrose does a funk fest every year. that's right. Year that's right. Yeah, you so, got the Funk Factory. I mean you got yeah. you know that's it's a it's that one that always kind of like like pastry stouts and hazy IPAs right now. And then the sour is kind of like the next thing. The fruited stuff is the trendy, you know, the big, yeah. know, like what we, we drank here with the big Goza or these Berliners that are over-fruited. But, uh, you know, like a true mixed culture, uh, wild, I mean, that's oh. something fun to talk about too, like wilds versus... So, you know.
1: so we did a we did a Grisette, which is kind of just a low ABV Cezanne, as far as I can tell, with the hop review guys and i after that fermented with the the we put it into wine barrels with some brett c from omega and whatever else was in those barrels and that'll be our first we're actually i got to get some bottles uh soon because we're going to bottle that and let it bottle condition and that'll be our first bottle condition packaged beer that uh you know what's great about that is in theory if if you do it right that can evolve in the bottle for years you know and really you know that character you you know i was thinking about doing some dry hopped and you know so if you open it early, you might get a big hit of dry hopping. But yeah. if you let it sit in your cellar for a couple of years, you, it'll evolve into something totally different. So, Maybe
0: you'll get a gusher one day. And, Who knows?
1: You and never know. know. There's always you that. You never know. There's always that. Open it
0: in the sink. That's yeah. It.
1: Yeah. I did that once. I was sitting down. I had a cigar in one hand, and I popped the, the, the cork out of this bottle. And before I could stand up, like half the bottle was in my lap, you know. Wow. Oh, and I'm like, oh, that's, so, and it was delicious, you yeah. know, so I'm still good. I'm, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't mind the, my pants are wet, but I, I could have drank all that
0: yeah. delicious liquid. And now I'm going to have to wring my pants out and drink <laughs> it. Adding another layer of flavor. Yes, exactly. one more layer of flavor. It's a like Pant Randall. Pant Randall. Jesus, that's the next beer. There <laughs> it is, Pant Randall. We're running it through denim. That's yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. how yeah. we're going to, I bring, think. Uh, bring your own. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think uh, it's a old school. Like they used to run stuff through like alfalfa, like, you know, as like a filtering, oh, yeah. of, like Spruce a false tips. bottom yeah. type thing. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the next move through denim. Sounds that's
1: sounds interesting <laughs> and and not surprising either.
0: Pant Randall, yeah, there's so yeah, there's so much going on now. There's so many different things, uh, but. But the, the real key, uh, you know, is to just keep making good stuff. You know, it's it's pretty simple when you boil it down. Everybody likes to get caught up in the conversations of trends and what's next and what's old and what's new yeah. and what's classic, what's acceptable. Uh, but I think when you just keep pumping out good beers, I mean, you know, that, that that Pilsner, like you need that Pilsner. I like it. Especially when you're trying to bring people in that aren't, you know, everybody, everybody gets caught up in trying to please the beer nerd. And, you know, you want to please the people that are out there enthusiastically yeah. spending that money and uh and so you want to give them their hazies and their pastries and all that stuff but uh you, you still need your local people that are yeah. that are going to want to walk in and have their cream ale or a, or a lager or a pilsner or something
1: well we've we've i think we're pretty proud of our list and you know with, when our cask is up and running we've got 13 beers to choose from and we feel there's a pretty good selection of beers there's going to be something on there that might hit hit your sweet spot and and the other thing we like to say is we're small, and that gives us, we, you know, there's a lot of disadvantages to that, but one of the great advantages to being tiny is that you, you, you can constantly be new, doing new things. If somebody has an idea about what to do, it's like, tell me, I'll, I'll maybe, maybe I'll do that, you know? So yeah. we um, we try to get beers on every week and, uh, you know, use that, that disadvantage to our advantage in terms of just, we're small, we don't have, a, it doesn't take long for us to get
0: rid of a batch and go to the next one. Yeah, keep so. changing it, keep, keep giving, I mean, that's the other thing is, Nobody wants to drink the same thing twice anymore. Not I mean, anymore. When right? I say nobody, and, you know, it's it's a specific group. Yeah. It's, but I know. think that that group is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yep. You're ticking things off on Untapped, and yeah. you know, just like okay, oh, I I had that last week. Whether it be like a f- half an ounce shot of it, that, you yeah. Know, like a taster, and then you're rating it and all that, and then you know, it's just. It, I get it. <laughs> I yeah. get it. Like I totally, I want to try everything too. Um, and so there's,
1: and I, you know, there's, there's an element of of the ticking culture thing, but I think there's also just a sense of like, there's so much to try, and I, I always so joke like, I don't drink, I don't drink my favorite beers that often because w- when I, when I get a chance to drink somebody else's beer, of course I want to see what's new. Yeah. You know,
3: what,
0: what, what are people trying? What are you know? Yeah. You'd be doing yourself a disservice to right. ignore that. You know. Yep. Um. That they. Uh. Do you do you have like a. Like a combo that you like that if you found like a sweet spot uh, for like your New England's where you're like, I like Citra as kind of the heavy hop or I like Mosaic or Simcoe or... I'm a big Eldorado guy. Eldorado? I really it's like Eldorado. Hop. It's a delicious hop.
1: And uh, Tim, our bartender, does not like Eldorado, but I always say, hey, sorry, Tim. Uh, On
0: what basis is he making this claim? He, he,
1: no? So we both get bubblegum from Eldorado. I, I really like it and think it kind of mimics some of that passion fruit stuff that people are paying all that money for with Galaxy. He doesn't care for it. Uh, he kind of gets it more of like a almost like a Belgiany, like phenolic oh, aspect to it. Okay. But uh, but I find it like I don't use, I never I've never used it as a single hop. But like with Citra or uh, Denali, yeah, they play nice together. They, d- they type really thing. do. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I feel that way about like Vic Secret. Like I don't need a Vic Secret hop. Yeah. IPA, but I love Vic Secret paired with you know Citra something like yep. that. Mm-hmm.
1: And and so that's also part of like, you know, necessity and the mother of invention and stuff, but like not being having access to a lot of those really top tier hops right now, I'm finding that some of these these blends that we do seem to mimic a lot of that super tropical stuff that people like so much. And uh I, I think you can get away with uh some creative blends, you know.
0: Can we do like a small taster of one of your New Englands? Sure. I think what do you got, two on right now? Three? Uh looks like some other star or local flutter. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. I'll, I'll narrate as you walk away. All look right. at look at this. This is why they pay me the big bucks. I have to narrate the whole show on my own. So, um, Lane's gonna go back and pour us a little New England style IPA. Uh, I can't say enough about the space here, man. The the just the thought that went into it. Uh, I know we t- covered a bunch of that at the beginning of the show. Just how great the visual is here, and and it's just a a really badass visual tap room in here. It's so clean and and. Uh, kind of eclectic it almost reminds me of like phase three's cans their can art uh just very elegant and nice but uh this is a place that <laughs> <in the laughs> like I was talking about their their fruited goza i'm telling you it's right on par with everything coming out of 450 uh, some of the best thick fruited more brewing uh their fruited series like it's sitting in that that same vein you're going to get that same high quality uh, unfortunately, you can't get it in sixteen ounce cans or distributed out to you but if you come stop by here you can try it on tap and then get into their get it into the crawler hopefully all right. lanene's got us got us some haze brah gonna get some sniffing here you're gonna hear me doing a little sniffing a little get get my nerd on real quick so which one which one did you pour
1: so this is uh some other star which is our latest uh new england i p a
0: all the dry hops
1: so, so. I think it's mid-sevens. And uh, the one thing that I, I can say I've really struggled with is for all the hops I use, the nose is always less than I want it to be. Really? It I always this has
0: some great aromatics on you? it. I don't know.
1: I always apologize about that first. Um, I mean, I've got,
0: we, we've got plenty of head on it right off the bat, so I'm getting a bunch of good, good nosies good, off good. of it. Yeah, it smells phenomenal. It's got a great color. We probably we probably didn't turn enough lights on in here to actually see it, but
1: so that's a little darker than my normal. I use, yeah. I use some uh, golden naked oats, which have been difficult to acquire, but I finally got some, and uh, I think next time I might cut back a little bit because it's not quite as pretty as it could be.
0: Like that brighter yellowy. Yeah, amount.
1: that's my favorite. But then you got to use I use, uh you got to use pills or malt basically. I use golden promise and, and then uh, golden naked oats, so it's a little darker, but. It, I think it has a lot of that, you know, Beth has been pushing me to go a little richer each time I make it, and uh, I think it is getting close to that.
0: The flavors are really good on it, I'm, I'm sure. that the If you're following trend, that the body on it, if you need a little more like of that creamy, probably you need to add lactose or malt yeah. station or something. I don't know, do you use any of that stuff? So do you I've, like to play with that? Or
1: I've, I have done the milkshake thing, but I really have struggled because I find that... Uh, some of them are just too sweet for me to drink, and I just I, I, I prefer drier beers and more balanced beers. So everything I've been making it without. I, you know, I figure if you put lactose in an IPA, it's a milkshake, whether you call it that or not. In my opinion, so if you're going to make a New England, I think you got to do that with with malt and uh, attenuation and mash temperatures and things like that, and. This is actually the, probably the sweetest one I've made yet.
0: It's got a nice little bite on the back end that I like. I like to keep the reminder of an IPA when, that's the when other you're thing. drinking it. Which, yeah. And it's something that I'm, I'm hearing in conversation more and more. People are like, yeah, I miss kind of just having that little extra bite. You know? I That's the other thing is I, I do
1: add uh, some Whirlpool hops when it's hot, and I get BU's. Ooh. I know. Ooh, what are you doing? I know. And How dare you? People uh, tell me, "Hey, you shouldn't do that." But I, I, I kind of like the beer the way it it it's
0: ends a up a little something.
1: Yeah, there's a little bitter. It's still like a beer. Um, so I don't know. I'm conflicted. I, I, I uh, I've had really nice, like zero bu kind of juice juice bombs, I guess. But I, I find that after a taster or so, I'm kind of done. Um, so I kind of I, I like a little more balanced version of it and uh and there's room for you know multiple interpretations I hope so yeah
0: I think there should be right I mean there's there's you know you sometimes you you catch that stuff uh you know just being around too many f- social media groups and stuff and seeing like as as popular and huge as like uh hot butcher is right now you get those that little group it's like they make everything the same and they just change the hops and they you know everything tastes the same from them and it's like you know, I can taste the difference through a lot of their beers. Yeah. I get it, but yeah. but I get it. There is a base that they're probably working with, well, and a recipe that they kind of stick yeah. to. And I mean,
1: if you're making stouts, it's hard to get. It's hard to not have a little bit of, of a chocolate descriptor. You yeah, know? And I mean, that's what that's the
0: nature of the beast, right? And yeah. so, uh, I love the spectrum of all these things. I love that, like, you, like, like when people maybe newer to the to the world, or or even people that aren't newer to the world, they'll, they'll give you that kind of blanket. I don't really like IPAs that much, or I don't really like sours. And i like, like, what, which sours? Like, which IPAs? Right. Like, what, what right. flavor points are you, the, is it a miss for you? Man, IPA now, and now even New England-style IPA or Double Dry Hop, Juicy IPA has, like, its own subsets now, even within that. Oh, yeah. It's, the spectrum just keeps growing. Well,
1: I've been, you know, I've spent several years now just kind of wearing myself out, saying, don't, if you're going to not like hops, make sure, make sure you're saying you don't like bitterness. Because... Hops don't have to be bitter. Um, yep. Don't don't say that word if you don't like bitterness, because there's a lot of beers that are totally not bitter, and they use a shit ton of hops in them. You know, mm-hmm. so
0: yeah. oh, they're all over now. Right? That's what everybody wants now. Yeah. give me the fruit juice. Give yeah, me the juice. Uh, no, this is, a, this is a great representation of the style, and I like you know the, I like the explanation behind it. You know, it's like. I don't, I don't not want to put some hops in the, bo- you know, yeah. maybe in the, not boil or like right at the end of the flame. It's out just or whatever, whirlpool, you know?
1: but it, you know, when it's hot, you're
0: extracting quite a bit of bitterness. If you're waiting for it to cool down the temp and then putting those hops in. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, a lot of guys are cooling their whirlpool before they. Oh yeah. And then yeah. you can, you get, you get down to 160, 150 degrees and you're not extracting any of that bitterness at all, but. Mm-hmm.
0: Just, just taking the aromas as you, as you can. Yeah yeah so oh, look who decided to join I'm us bad. no <laughs> sorry big business just over a, here. just in time to
1: wrap up i think right really <laughs> oh
0: yeah we're, uh, we're moving on to some new england style ipas oh, we, good. Had, we had some tasters we were talking through the style a little bit she had business to conduct but uh liz is back well i just call her liz see <laughs> beth is back we had a oh. conversation before the show she <laughs> doesn't like people assuming that they call her liz instead of elizabeth or beth But Beth is
3: the preferred. Score
0: one point. Uh (laughs) Yeah. I just failed miserably. (laughs) See that? Uh, How about that? I'm just looking at my glass from the... The goza. Look at the goza. It's so awesome.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that the 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 judges don't like that? You (laughs) think the
2: judges would
0: give that? uh, (laughs) The (laughs) beer judges would say that's proper lacing. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) that's
2: pretty good. Definitely (laughs)
1: definitely in style for a traditional German goza.
0: Yes, right. Uh, Yeah, a nice clear German goza. You can't even see through the residue. When we
2: went on the CBC tour, (laughs) I probably shouldn't tell the story about Greg. When we uh, we were at the CBC in, in Denver, and we did this brewery tour and we went to like Weldworks and like Wiley Roots and all these really great breweries And but everybody was like bringing out their like craziest stuff and like he just wanted like a, like a lager, wanted a lager or like a, a wit beer and they're, and they're
1: like what what's
3: that yeah they're I like
2: <laughs> here's a, a what was it there was like a cherry stout or it was like a it was really good it was at Verboten and he by the end the last place we went they had this whole, like, cobbler series of beers. That's right. Is that and Southern Grist? No, no, it was okay. Wiley Roots. Wiley okay. Um, okay. And I had to console him. I'm like, look. Look, they have a West Coast IBA. It's going to be okay. Oh. It's going to be okay.
0: <laughs> Wait, I can taste it? Bitterness? <laughs> oh, <Aww. laughs> Yeah, that's... Uh, it was pretty funny. W- I love to play that game, especially with talking to brewers all the time. Like I'm Drew Fox from 18th Street told me, you know, was, I go to all these festivals all the time, and for years, you know, I'm going all, all over the world going to festivals, and it's like, I'm just looking for the guy with the pilsner. I'm yeah. just looking for the yeah. guy that yeah. was crazy enough to bring... The Pilsner And I think like uh, Trevor over at Old Irving Last festival I was at That he was at He, he had like Tucked some in his Jockey box uh, Yeah Or he actually May have actually Brought a keg of his uh, One well, of we his lighter beers We've
1: done that At a few festivals And, 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 and I'm like I am gonna I have to have Something to drink guys So uh, I bring the IPA For the people And then anybody Who wants to drink Pilsner Can join me And sit on the side Yeah we were at The oh. uh,
0: snowing uh, The, the snow laced Microphone it Smells oh, like yeah. a beer yeah. Festival this year And and I was running around like, okay, there was a certain point where it's like, okay, I've had enough double dry hopped IPAs and 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 pastry stouts. So there was a somebody from North Carolina resident culture.
2: Oh yeah, those guys are so cool. their, They just had their they pilsner I love on. The style I was of like their- I love this guy. Yeah. right now
0: he just had a nice fresh pilsner for me to and drink. I, you know,
1: of. and it probably does taste even better when it's contrasted with a day of drinking the big stuff yeah baby yeah. you start to realize like why they made that beer in the first place
0: <laughs>
3: you know
0: we flew out to miami this year too in february for the wake fest for Jay wakefield's big festival and uh there was like a, an hour in. i was like okay what do i, I can't keep this up so yeah. we've wakefield had their own tent that was like nine or ten taps deep and they have all their like florida weiss their florida berliners that they do and it was one that was like Gatorade ones. there was like lemon lime and fruit punch. I just, I think I spent an hour just drinking Berliners, you know, walking around the yeah. festival and two ounce shots, just trying to stay away from what what was around me at that yeah. point.
1: Your lactose.
2: Those down. fests are, Do you go to Great Taste?
0: Uh, no, I've never been the the Midwest. Great oh, days it's in the Midwest. Awesome. I had an opportunity to go last year and I, I failed. It's I really go.
2: A, it's really a great fest. Um, Here's it, the best one. <laughs> it really is. I mean, it it's a really cool spot as well. But I think one time I don't know it was a couple of years ago it was when you were still at Finns. I got there and we were walking around together and I was like hammered within like 30 minutes. (laughs) It happens. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You got to pace yourself. You can't do it.
2: You're like, I'm 220 pounds and you're not. And you're drinking way faster than I am. (laughs) You got to pace yourself. But this guy comes every year um, for Mickey Finn's and his wife packs like this like giant cooler of sandwiches. So I was okay (laughs) in in, like probably about an hour. Yeah, I've
0: been saved many times at festivals with like just a friend that shows up behind you with a pizza and you're like, oh my God, I love you. <laughs> You're the best person here, hands down. So is there any stuff that you guys want to talk about like coming up? I mean, I'll probably put this out right away. I've I've been slacking, I've been like three weeks without an episode, so I'll probably try to get this out in the next day here, so
2: I mean I think the you know the co- there's a co- there's interesting things happening. We're hopefully going to be signing a distribution deal with... I don't want to name them because maybe they've decided against it. Okay. But we um, we had been in talks with a distributor and uh, we are going to be doing, you know, like six stills basically. Yeah, um, the first plan, get some kids yeah, out into the yeah. market. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know... We're hoping to start working with them. We just we just were working with Half Acre Build on our tap handles, so we have some very nice cool people. tap hand. We don't have them yet, but we just um, we finished the designs with them how last how week. How
0: cool is that that they do all yeah. that? and, mm-hmm. they and do they're do such that. nice yeah. people. I had Gabe on uh, like a year ago, and he mentioned it like vaguely at the end, like oh yeah, and we like build some things too. Yeah, I'm like you what? Well, and he's, he's like, like really involved that, in right, it he's, as that's, well. that's what just blew my fucking yeah. mind. I mean, he's like that's where I feel like at he's home. getting like some creative Well, his backstory initially starts with a, he blew glass you know he yeah. say you know he was uh, he was blowing glass you know years and years ago before he ever brewed beer and stuff i was like what yeah, yeah this they, is they why said I, do this podcast and they said it was just find people and stories
1: like it. that they, like, they just sort of fell just into, want into
0: it right because they were doing it for themselves and yes, they're like oh that's what do he's this <laughs> for other people why not these are the first reasonable. people that i've heard of that are actually like using it that's amazing i love it
2: and um so that, you know, that's coming up and I don't know. I think that that will probably come online in like
0: They're July. doing your tap handles? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Are uh, they going to be similar to like what's up there now? Like the the kind of wood grain, you know? So
2: the ones that are here are, they're kind of, you know, that jester pattern with the diamonds? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's on the, on yeah, his like an,
0: almost like an argyle yeah. type feel. Yeah. So
2: that, that's on, they're like a diamond, they're basically like a diamond shape. And then on the one side Sexy. it has the gesture pattern and then roi- the rowing table word mark. And then on the top, it's sort of like I don't know if it's a forty five degree angle, but you can see our logo on the top. Oh, that's cool. It and looks like, really good. Yeah.
1: They mm-hmm. did a great job. And yep. so we're excited about that. So th- and, and that'll give us a chance to maybe get in front of some people that we'd like to get in front of who don't, don't always come hang up out here. here. But yeah. uh and then, and then putting some beer in some packaging, we'll do the same thing, we hope. And if we can if we're we
2: hoping to release um, some beers for our anniversary party, which is in September. That would be fun oh, cool. September yeah. 21st.
1: So, but, but other than that, I think the, the, main, the main message we have is that, that, that uh, the tap room has is, is, is always got something new. And uh, it's inviting, you know, hopefully to people. And, you know, I got this raw ale that people seem to like that's coming on next.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed I missed that one. I that's can give awesome. you a taste out of the
1: fermenter oh, before you leave. Oh, well, gonna gonna and no. then
2: we have a uh, Grisette.
1: We got a Grisette we did with the Hop Review. Mm-hmm. I was telling them about bottle conditioning that. We, I'm going to put a Hefeweiss on on Wednesday. And then the raw ale on cask is also going on Wednesday. Wednesday. So...
2: And then we've got more of these fruited gozas. And then yes, yeah. sort of I'm
1: telling you guys
0: yes. that's I mean if you're yeah. just talking about appealing to the to the mass market right now, man, that is a fucking beer right there. Cool. That is special. And then Seriously. I think
2: we're you know, I'm trying to prod him into I want you to make a sour IPA. I know I've tried to first I got a drink. What's going on, man? That's <laughs> I, going on for sure. I just had, one.
0: had uh, I just had one with Cassia Bark black raspberries or blackberries from uh jeff over at uh, narrow gauge in st louis okay uh we, we drove home from austin texas we flew there this past week my wife and i and then we drove home with my parents and i convinced them to stop <laughs> in st louis at 8:45 oh, cool. at night after 18 hours of driving so i could run inside and grab some four packs and heard, i've heard really good things about oh narrow God. gauge he makes some great stuff but he he does uh, a few sours and it was called brummel and it was like raspberry, cassia bark, uh, lactose vanilla, I think, wow. and it was super tasty. Yeah. I don't always love the sour IPA, especially like the straight sour IPA, but it's it, you can find there's a balance in there. I mean, but like you, you kind of mix it with one of these uh, goes, a, you know, yeah. fruited up uh, kind of versions of it. I think people are definitely starting to catch on to that right now. No, I'm. Um, cool. We're
2: planning on getting a pilot batch system just to sort of even play around more. Um, what, would
0: you consider your system what like a ten barrel system? Is that seven, seven, seven and, seven and, and a half. With the yeah, that's right. We kind of covered that. But begin. I
2: mean, I think we're gonna get a, It's a one barrel. A one yeah,
0: barrel. Oh, like a. Uh, is it Blickman? Yeah,
3: yeah, Blickman's yeah. yeah. like the homebrew. Yeah. Home so home hopefully, uh,
1: yeah. So it's it's a big homebrew rig, and and Ryan's gonna run it, and that way we can do even more, you know, more turnover and more experimental stuff that that, uh, you know, just Well, but I mean, fun. and it's
2: also like a, a little bit of a testing ground because especially, you know, going into the packaging, we, as I talked about before, like to do things like methodically. And so, you know, I, I think we're going to do our, we're going to re-release a beer called Tuba Solo, which is a beer that we kind of came out of the gate with. Tuba and it'll be like, Solo. Yeah. The great name. It'll be, well, you can tell them why, um, but it'll be our, the two-year anniversary of that beer is our two-year anniversary party. Like the...
1: We were in Burlington, and we went to see the we Coat were,
0: Factory, or uh, no. yeah, right.
2: <laughs> that would have been really bizarre. Yeah, we were really
1: drunk in the Coat Factory, uh, but uh, we went to see this band, and it was a bass player and a drum kit, and instead of lead guitar, it was lead tuba. How and, amazing! And they rocked the whole night, and the guy was doing leads on the tuba. Yes. And it was just like, oh, there, there's the first name I thought of for this place. That's
0: a no-brainer to the solo. <laughs> I'm totally so. on board with all that yeah. you just said. I want to see that. Yeah,
1: it was a lot of fun. Well, it and then like when he was
2: there with his brother in um, in on the East Coast, I, my sister-in-law, Carolyn, and I were, like, saying how – happy as, as we were getting – I was getting drunk-dialed by both Lane and <laughs> his brother. I was like, wow, Good I'm time. so glad I'm not there. <laughs>
1: Yeah. It was a good, it was a good trip for you guys not to be on. <laughs> not yeah. to be on. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Really. Like we could just go to a spa or something and you guys could just yeah, go just, and. Just relax. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Enjoy. And all, just touch, I mean, who knows how how many people want to stick with us after two hours, 15 minutes, Uh-oh. but in case yeah. we do, <laughs> right. in case they are sitting around, we'll let them know that you guys are, it looks like th- uh Wednesday through Sunday. Yeah. Wednesday, Wednesday through, through Sunday. Sunday.
1: We open at three Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. Noon on uh, Saturdays and Sundays. We stay open till ten on and Wednesday and, and Thursday. And midnight on Fridays and
0: Saturdays, and eight o'clock midnight. on Sundays.
2: Yeah. Oh, and on Sundays there's yeah. two dollars off pints. So yeah, on what day? On Sundays. Sundays. Yeah. Two
0: dollars off pints. That's killer. Yeah.
2: Right? yeah. So a lot of people that's kinda become a lot of people come and
0: And you do have crawlers and growlers. Yep. I mean what what's is there limits like only these are available or like the right pretty much I everything, think most think part, everything uh, the only for the thing nitro. that's nitro. not
2: is the stuff is the nitro. Nitro yeah, um, stuff, yeah,
0: it doesn't translate.
2: Yeah. And I'm trying to did you talk about the beers coming up? The big stout? It I, took fourteen yeah. hours or eighteen hours or something. I did not hear about this. I <laughs> oh I did a stout on Tuesday. That's I'm why still, his hands are swollen. Still recover oil. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It was brutal, but it Stuck should be, mash. Uh, it was a five hour runoff and it was horrible and uh, but I did get like I think it, it went in at like thirty four play-doh and so if and the yeast hopefully it was last time I checked it was already at nine percent, so I'm hoping for like thirteen ish and uh, I've never done anything this big before, but I know that that's kind of the thing and so I thought I better if I'm gonna do this I might as well do it all in so uh.
0: Is it going to be truck full of vanilla beans? Coffee? I think uh, I think we'll do
1: we'll do some variations okay. on this guy, and then I'm also getting some new. I'm going to probably get a couple of bourbon barrels and put part of it in oh. bourbon barrels, and then the other stuff I'll you just add. The magic words, yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, it should be fun. So we, yeah, this summer should be a good time here. We're gonna we're gonna be kicking out a lot of beer.
0: I think it's always a good time here. Just you know, more people will hopefully hear about you. I mean, I'm a believer. In the three hours, I've been here. This is, I mean. Thank when Jake for, told for me, asking. when Jake from Lake Zurich told me about you guys, I was like, "All right, well, I trust Jake. You know, like he's a great Jake's guy. Jake's not going to bullshit, and you know, he'd be like, oh, yeah, they're not as good as us.' You know, like <laughs> he, he was immediately like, you got to go to just, this, or you got to go to the, this roaring table. It's amazing.' Well, he's Almost a good called guy. you Jester King because I'm looking at your shirt and no, I see the logo okay. of the Jester. I'm <laughs> oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I was just in Austin, we, Texas. We could like. only wish, but
1: uh, <laughs> no, like, there's things happening in Lake Zurich now too. That's the other thing. You could it's go, cool. you could go to Lake Zurich and hit up two breweries, and then come here, and that's three. Yeah, and, and Jake tomorrow. might even
0: be working the bar. Yeah, jeez. I mean, right. Yeah, Jake wears all the hats over there. He does. Yeah, he's a hard-working dude. Mm-hmm. He's, a he's a good guy. Good we
2: were at I think it was Barrington last. Uh, we were across from him at the Barrington Brewfest, and he um he was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I gotta go to the bathroom. Pour my beer. <laughs> and then so I we I ran over and he like was gone and then back in the flat. I should probably
1: like I should say Jake, I I'm sorry I was so drunk the last time we uh we hung out <laughs> together, but uh it'd been a long week, so.
0: Uh, Jake's me. no stranger he you know <laughs> well, jake, he Jake's the really only drunk, person good, dumb enough yeah. to make a collab beer with a podcast so man. <laughs> <laughs> he's the only guy that's that's been that silly, so I appreciate him
2: oh he's a, he's really he's a good guy we like jake a lot we're We're happy that he shares his some neighbors with us.
0: uh-huh yeah guys I know this is awesome seriously thank you for taking the time out to do this with me uh, it's gonna be a, a fun and educational episode for people hopefully and like I said people like the people like to hear about all the people that they haven't heard of yet you know that's so if uh, you really my, haven't my heard s- of us my <laughs> south no just it, I shouldn't say that it sounds rude no, but I mean like okay. the southwest well, suburb guys that might it. not get out here yeah. now, I guess is what I'm referring yeah. to because uh, that's probably where most of my following comes in Is the,
1: and the that is a bit of a, a haul but uh, but uh, no we really appreciate uh, you having us on and uh you know, we like to bullshit and, and yeah, drink
0: beer. So Me too. You guys gave me an <laughs> ideal Monday afternoon, trust me. That was this was excellent and again all the beer is is just up to par and better than than everything that's that's going on out there it's the 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 hazy's great the pilsner was the one that you know i like to judge people based on their lagers and their pilsners uh but me too but you should have the hellas you know as a basic bitch myself that blew me away the goza (laughs) the goza blew me away that's crazy uh it was just crazy good the flavors are beautiful the little whipped cream was was awesome you know just (laughs) a visual on it was great yeah Uh, and you guys have awesome. Uh, your shirts look great. Uh, I'm a I'm a swag junkie. I love the hats and the shirts. I'm like uh, people call me the walking billboard. I love it. Uh, you know, I'm working at a tap room now, it's nice to have shit on in front of people. Oh, totally. So they're like, oh, I've never been there. I'm gonna go there. I'm like I know I'm a billboard. What can I say? Right, right. <laughs> that's what I do. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys, Seriously. Right. So, thank anything you. Anything else?
2: I know I'm trying to, I don't that's know. It's like. Come in, come in September if you're around in September twenty first. Come all the time. We'll come all the time. But if you if if you're into dogs, we'll be having that dog rescue beer on in September again. And uh, we'll be here. We'll be here. Anything
0: brings people out. It's dogs, hundred percent. Oh,
2: completely. I mean, some woman won a swag basket that was probably like we we. How much did we make for this? Just the swag. The raffle was like twelve hundred dollars just from a raffle basket that's cool but she i mean she walked away with probably six hundred dollars worth of stuff in the raffle basket so it it feels a
0: lot better when it goes somewhere that you know yeah it's a positive yep well let's cheers our way out here with this i got some kind of liquid in here (laughs) cheers thanks guys
2: thank you so much